So, downtime session, everybody. This is taking place between November 1st and November 14th, inclusive. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right. Yours or mine? Let's get my thing out of the way because it's, you know, important to get that done. Okay. I believe we are gathering some very important materials today. Yep. So, set me the scene. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me just... Actually, yeah, that's that's what we're going to open up, is Steiner is going over his notes on, you know, the whole apocalypse thing. Uh-huh. And he's just going down the list of, okay, whose blood do we need? So... Let's see, we have the Void, got the Champion, the Escort, that's easily done. Um, children, that's going to be a hell of a field trip. Uh, true Love, we know where that is, we can get that at any time. Uh, still don't know the Wounded, and we know the Inheritor, we can go get that. So, I suppose I should try to knock off the children, well, phrasing, but... I suppose I should try to knock that one on the list today, children. And if I can maybe dig up any information about who the wounded might be, it would be wonderful. So, field trip to the Fairy Kingdom. That's fun. Yep. Now, the the trick is is that you have. You have the fall secured. Like, the yeah. fall king has already pledged to give you his blood. The winter court, I'm on good terms with. That shouldn't yep. be a super issue. She already had, she already did, like, kind of the wink nudge to try to point me in the right direction, so I don't think that's going to be a huge problem trying to convince her. So... Probably not. It's going to be a bigger favor, though, but, eh, Honestly, I'll deal with it. Now, Nothing has summer... ever gone wrong from having uh, from having a favor owed to a fae. Nothing ever. Never. It's never I'll just... backfired in anybody's face. And we'll build them like a really nice TV or something. They seem to like that <laughs> shit. Here, you can now watch Batman, the animated series. I could, like, build them drones that they could... No, actually, that would probably be a really bad idea. That would be... Just, like, not real no, drones, just, like, it. drones to spy just, on the summer court. They'd just, absolutely just love that, it. but it'd probably be an incredibly bad idea. I don't know where you would get that idea from. Yeah. Uh, speaking, speaking of the of court... summer, yeah. You, uh, you being so chummy with... When Ryan might make it difficult for you to ask Tarira for a favor. Fortunately, I have a Grant, who is, um, well, not you on great terms. You say that like you, they like me and not just using me as part of their fucking well, it's awful an in. game. It's something. It's, it's an in. It's something. And also, like, you've, you've done a party with the locals. True. I'm a neutral third party. Uh, like, if worst case scenario, if I absolutely have to resort to it, I can just offer to, like, also build some shit for the summer court. And Winrine probably will not like that, but it's like, um, if 
nothing else, if nothing else works, like card of last resort. Yeah. And since we're going to be in the Feywilds, we can probably stop in the library and see if there's any information on the wounded. So I need minimum grant. Roxanne might also be useful because she's kind of demonstrated herself to the King of Spring to be someone worth talking to. Yeah. Ah, I guess we're all doing stuff for my downtime then, huh? No, Dr. I Steiner's refuse. taking everybody on a field trip. McDonald's! 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 And we still also have, you know, it's like the three we don't fucking know who these even are left to figure out, so... Always fun. Those will come later. Who knows? So, what exactly is the plan here? Are we gonna, are we gonna gather our three musketeers and then s- split the gang up? Probably the most efficient, but I don't know if I trust Grant to get the blood on his own. No offense, but... I mean, I don't trust Grant to get the blood on his own, so... Let's probably... Let's slide... Um, okay, so I'll go with Grant to the summer port. I will knock that one, because that's probably going to be the most difficult one. Okay. All right. Or should we knock the winter court out? Because that's just easy done. Just like easy. Relatively easy. It is up to you, my dude. Uh, Slash roll of 1d3. Let's make a roll of 1d2. Let's see. All right. One summer court, two winter court. All right. Summer court first. Summer court it is. Summer court, hooray. And then... Summer court, you can never predict If Roxanne is cool, we'll meet you at the spring court afterwards. Assuming. Yeah. I will spend this time contemplating what the hell I can have to say to the the king of spring. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty valid. Alright. So, Grant and Steiner, welcome back to... The Summer Court. Has Steiner ever been to the Summer Court? I don't think he has. I don't think he has. Hmm, trying to remember, but my memory is shoddy at the best of times. Like, Grant's been there a bunch of times because reasons. We had to have done, like, an official introduction, right? No, we did the official introduction with Winter. Yeah, you did that at Winter. No, we didn't do all four courts. We only did Winter. Yeah, that's right, because that's our main deal. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think this is Steiner's first time here. Uh, Steiner, it's a fucking jungle in the middle of summer. How fun. Yeah, you get used to it. Coming right out of a fucking November cold snap. Ah, well, you being the only one of us who knows where they are going, I would advise you to leave the bay. Well, I mean, there's gonna be somebody coming up here in about three, two, one. And then there's this round-faced little goblin just sort of saunters up to the both of you. I fist bump him. At this point, we are up to fist bumping. 
At this point, you're cool enough to do that. I haven't like <laughs> stated it, but the times when I've called Grant into the summer court to do downtime events are not the only times he's been called in to the summer court to do stuff. It's, it's, it hasn't been like every week, but it's definitely been minimum once a month. And it's, you just do the more interesting ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think as much. So you've, you've been around enough that you and Chippo have like, you're, you're bros now. Yeah. I go, hey, Chippo, this is my, uh, this is my friend. His name's Edwin Steiner. Dr. Edwin Steiner of the Ravens, a pleasure to meet you, sir. Yeah, uh, how are you in a foot race? Um, hmm. Depends on whether or not we are allowed to use magic. No, that's no, cheating. that's not any fun. That's uh, cheating. Not, well, they're not super great. All right. Ah, uh, I suppose I can give it a shot if that's customary around here. It very much is. Grant actually knows that it's not. It's just this one guy who makes it customary. Yeah, but I'm screwing with Tyner. <laughs> Japalner's not the only attendant. He's just, I like him, and so I have him be the one you always encounter. And when you get someone else, they don't demand a race, but this one does every time. He's just the one who's on Grant duty. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I 100% like, just will straight up lie to Steiner and say, oh no, this is tradition. <laughs> Alright, so Grant already knows the where the starting line is and know to take his runner's mark. Yup. So, both of you you're not getting experience if you fail because this is of zero consequence. Yeah, but, I figured as much. Act under pressure rolls to beat okay. this goblin in a foot race. Uh, act under pressure is cool. Yep. Hey! Uh, he, finally fucking, he finally fucking won! So what, what winds up happening is uh, Steiner was all sort of like aw shucks about his physical capabilities. That's because he's not used to his new body. He's not used to how, like, crazy agile he is with all this crazy amount of mana pumping through him and also being ten years younger. So he just fucking blows the both of you out, and Grant, you are so stunned by it that you just, like, come to a full stop after a couple seconds and stare. Oh, man can move. Oh, but it seems I am in um, quite a little bit of shape than I thought. And while this is happening, he's doing that jog in place. The fuck, Steiner? I'm surprised as you are. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh... Oh, that's something. Hmm. I think he just... I think he just scammed us. I think he just fucking straight up lied to us, took us for fools, and then... Anyway. I assure you it's not my intention. I'm not quite used to feeling this good. You know what? I do believe that. Ah, I do apologize if I have offended you in something. No, no. I lost. That's how it goes. We would at least speak to him. He looks at you, Grant, and then he just kind of cocks his head. He's like, ah, this one didn't count. <laughs> So, 
What are you two here for today? Um, alright. Well, we're actually seeking an audience of for our Queen Tarira, or the Prince, whoever happens to be at home today. The Queen would be preferred, however. Ah, uh, yes. Queen's in today. Prince as well. Excellent. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, I'll follow your lead. Yep. So you two are led into the raucous party that is ever-present in the courtyard. The air is heavy with the stench of booze, and music fills the air and gets louder and louder as you close in more and more. Ah, somebody busted out the hurdy-gurdy today. Hell yes. <laughs> and... Once you two get to the sort of open-air thrones, there are sat the royals. Steiner bows. Yup, Grant bows. Grant, as always, Dweer does not look happy to know that you are within 10,000 miles of him. <laughs> yeah, he can eat me, though. And you helpfully debone yourself to do so. <laughs> So, both of them are going to stay in their thrones, but Tarira is going to motion at the two of you and specifically address you, Grant, because you are as close to a court citizen as a person from Earth can possibly get. So she's going to lead with you. I know that's a weird way to think about your relationship. Yeah. But that's understandable. So she, you know, sort of motions at you and asks, Grant Harrison. Queen Tarira. How have you been? Uh, well, I've been better. Birthday sucked as usual, but... Oh... You should have come here. We would have put on a marvelous party for you. Uh, I had to work. I always have to work. Oh. Isn't that just the way of things? Yeah. So. What are you two here for this day? I do not believe I have met your companion. Uh, no, my queen. Uh, if you may allow me, I am going to introduce to you Professor Edwin Steiner. A pleasure to meet you, madam. Ah, another one of the ravens. Yes. Very good, very good. Well, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, then. As it is my pleasure to make yours as well, my lady. Um, that's, um, I'm just taking more of your time up. It'll be as brief as possible. Uh, we are here on official Raven's business today. And I'm not sure. The nature, uh, the subject of our discussion is somewhat sensitive. If you are comfortable discussing it here, or if you would rather move to a more private location, this is, of course, your home. I will not, I will try not to um, intrude on your hospitality, but. Uh, is it the manner that would disrupt my court? It would disrupt most courts, I think. 
But we shall move somewhere private. Dweer, keep the party going. And she stands and motions for the two of you to follow. I will follow. Do. And you are led back into the palace, into the garden, like capital T, capital G, the garden, which is the place where that weird artificial heart was extracted from Grant, sort of the the big workshop of the summer court. And then you are led into a smaller room that Tarira has to unlock in order to let everybody in. And she does, in fact, lock it behind her once you two are inside. Okay. As I said before, I will try to be as brief as possible, and in that spirit, I will be open and honest about our intentions. I assume you are familiar with the Aiden situation. I her all of the color drains out of her face when you actually say that name. And you know, she, she is she is one of the queens of the Feywild, so she always just has this like hyper regal countenance to every bit of her. But when you actually say that name to her, she deflates in a way that like not to put too fine of a point on it but you just said her dad's name after he's been gone for Earthside 5,100 years. I'm, I'm sorry, should I not use the name? Is that... Um, I, 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 I apologize. No, I... I, I haven't heard that name in ages. I... Is there a situation? Ah, uh, right. Um... My mistake, I uh, thought this was more common knowledge. All right, um, well, uh, to begin then, um, let's see. So, uh, your father, um, we know him as the Pale Rider, if that's preferable. Uh, and currently has been sealed under the north part of North America for the past 5,100 years. Um, he was sealed because he was attempting to destroy the human world. And that seal is due to break in uh, just under two months. So... Needless to say, if he manages to break out of the seal, he will destroy the entire human world, and well, I'd like to avoid that. Yes. That... Oh, well, so what? what solutions have you come to? What are you planning? Well, uh, where we found out what we have to do in order to defeat him, and that is to make knives using the blood out of ten, more than ten technically, but ten 
individuals. Grant, her face kind of hardens a bit and, and she demands, do not mince words with me, Grant Harrison. By defeat, you mean... Kill. Yeah. We have searched. There is no other way, and he cannot be persuaded otherwise. We have spoken with him. At cost. If there were another way to do this. I understand what we are asking of. So there are tables and chairs in this room, and she goes... She's been standing this whole time. And now she goes down and sits in one of them and just sort of has her face in one of her hands and is just staring at the ground. And without looking at either of you, she tells you, I am... I am indescribably conflicted about this. I cannot possibly begin to imagine what you are feeling right now, but I have my deepest sympathy regardless. I presume that one of the sources is either myself or somebody only I have access to. Ah, specifically, we need a measure of your blood. Of all of the rulers of the court's blood. Of course it would be. is absolutely typical for someone that that old to have to be killed by their own children. Well, there is there is the matter of protocol. I am under contracts that predate you, predate your country, even. And more recent contracts from the one who founded you. So I cannot refuse outright unless it would bring harm to me. Oh, but Oh, if he returned, if he won and he returned, <sighs> No, I shouldn't say that in front of the two of you. I couldn't risk that sentiment getting out. For what is worth, I understand, he is your father. Yes. <sighs> this is an impossible choice to make. I understand that. If you need time, we can... We do have... A limited amount of time to work with, but we do have some time, if that helps. No, no. 
if I allow myself to brood on this, it will, it will drag down the court. My people will know that something is wrong. I am, I am meant to be the queen of the summer and I will behave as such. I have contracts to fulfill. So, I will treat this as any other boon. This is an enormously powerful spell catalyst that you are asking directly from the queen and I will demand of you accordingly. Understandable. Completely fair. What I don't even this? know. I don't even know what would measure to a draught of the queen's blood. This will simply be, this will be a favor that I will call upon the both of you to fulfill later, and it will measure up. But it is not something I could, I could think to make you answer for now. Steiner just gives a silent nod. Yeah. How much do you need and when do you need it? Okay, so we know I we know the exact amount I need. Steiner does. I've forgotten that particular information. I never gave you a specific volume. It was just Qualia and Morton together like drew out enough to make an ingot was all I gave you. Alright, so well, I would have say down we say an amount. Yeah, uh, yeah Steiner actually pulls out like a whole kit out of his bag here. Well, um it's a rather precise amount and uh now if at all possible. Yes. Now I would like to put this behind me as quickly as I can. So, Steiner very delicately and carefully draws the required amount of blood, cleans and bandages the wound. He would do this from somewhere not noticeable, like up covered by a sleeve or something, so that you know nobody questions it. Yeah, she's well. She's got short sleeves on her outfit because it's summer here but also she's a fucking high elf she can heal a puncture wound just instantly eh, yeah but he's more used to dealing with people so he would just be it's just like I mean, this thing whatever so yeah draw the required amount and then carefully pack the blood away in the prepared container he brought and then he brings out an orange and a cookie no Come on. You have to make that cannon now. <sighs> the Flintstones bandit. Even the Queen of Summer has to keep her blood sugar up. Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs> if you offer her an orange, she will peel it. No, she, she won't even peel it because this is fucking earth fruit. She doesn't know how this shit works. She will bite into it and then well, she will make a... Then. A nice apple, a good apple. No, I like the orange because she just fucking bites through the rind and is like, what the fuck did you just give me? I'm, uh, well, I meant to peel that. <laughs> you, your Majesty, you're supposed to peel it first. 
my apologies. I should have mentioned. I. <laughs> she frowns deeply at this fruit and just like peels it by magic and then takes another bite out of it and then like hands it back to you. She's like, <laughs> this is worse than anything we grow here. It's just an orange. I'm, my apologies. I, I probably should have apologies. thought. It's, uh, it's out of season food. back home. Oh yeah, it is out of season. You know what would be in season though? Pomegranates. <laughs> you hand the queen of summer a nice ripe avocado. <laughs> it's actually really funny to imagine someone taking just a bite out of a pomegranate and I don't know why <laughs> do I have to peel this one as well Steiner why are you doing this you're embarrassing me why would you breed your fruits to have such thick peels you waste all the room for the flesh protects the delicate little juice pods. Alright, so... (laughs) That's all all non-canon. A little bit of aftercare for the Queen of Summer, but after you get that draught on ice, pack it all back up, she heals herself and takes a long, long moment to collect herself. Should we we move? I mean, she locked the door. You don't have the ability to unlock it. Oh. Right. But then she stands quickly and, like, snaps herself. And all at once, she is again Tarira, the Queen of Summer. She says, you will tell me when the deed is done. Of course, yes. And then she walks past the two of you and unlocks the door. We will just see ourselves out. Yes. Grant Harrison. Interior. You had best survive. I plan on it. I, 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 I don't... I don't plan on dying. I will be absolutely inconsolable if such a valuable asset were lost to me. I just nod. So, um, should we see ourselves out or will we be provided an escort? You know the way out. I trust both of you are wise enough to not attempt to steal from my garden. Uh, I can't say for my companion, but... Steiner? 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 I learned my lesson the first time I stole from her. Uh, (laughs) Also, also, one of you is a one-time thief, and one of you is a fucking career thief. Like, super villain thief. (laughs) Hey. I stopped doing that. Mostly. (laughs) I'm just saying. There's more history on one of you than the other. You don't know Grant's life. You know Grant's life. He he probably did steal some don't shit. Don't ever shut up about Grant's life. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did steal some sh- like shit, but like not on the level Steiner ever did. 
Just fucking pinching candy bars from the gas station. Yeah, pinching candy bars from the gas station is totally equal to, like, stealing technology from a megacorp. When I was a kid, I stole Yu-Gi-Oh cards from the Walgreens. Everybody's done some shit. <laughs> so, yes, the two of you can see yourselves out. <sighs> you know, I think she likes you. I think she sees me as a means to an end, which, in a sense... I was trying to raise the mood a little bit. That was kind of a towner. Yeah. I didn't expect these to be easy, but... No, I I, I, I thought they knew. I thought they knew. I don't know why I thought they knew. Uh... No, I think only the winter and fall now, so... We're gonna, oh, oh, this is going to be a surprise for spring, yeah! <laughs> ah, wunderbar. I mean, we definitely know that spring doesn't know. Yeah. Spring 10,000% doesn't know. Fall, I don't, I don't think you told him. God, I would have to review the tapes, but I, I We don't. had to, to tell him because we already have a deal to get his blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you we, did. We told Fall that we were going to kill Adel. Yeah. He yes. knows that okay. explicitly. And I think okay. Winter also knows. Winter is like the one who winked, nudged me in the right direction to get more information on Idol. Right, right. So they gotta yeah. know. At least, at least the queen knows. So at, like, Fall might not have known before you told him, but he does know now. Mm-hmm. Spring probably doesn't know anything. When Ryan probably knows what's up. Yeah. Oh, so, speaking of spring, is that where we're headed next? Yeah. yeah. Well, we called Roxanne to meet us. Hey. Yeah, Roxanne's hey. in spring. Yeah. You can just... I I don't know, Steiner. Just for bookkeeping purposes, do you go back home to deposit Tarira's blood no, before brought, heading um, to spring? I, have, I probably have made, like, a special blood-containing case for this shit. Yeah, all right. Just as like a weekend project. That's something I would expect a psychopath to say. Sometimes you need some blood and you need to transport it. Yeah, sometimes you need it to keep for a few hours before you can put it into proper storage. Does fake blood spoil? Who knows? <laughs> Let's not find out. Probably the fake. <laughs> yeah. Do the Fae have yeah. hospitals? Do I the mean, play- the Fae barely age, Let's so. ask the Fae Red Cross. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Spring Court. Got the whole gang together now. Unless Grant is gonna go home. We might run into Amy again, so I will go. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me about the dog. I'm definitely having the dog show up now. (laughs) Fantastic. Are you the... Are you the wounded... So, three of you now in the spring court to meet the Vestafi spring court attendant, who will escort you to the palace. Along the way, the king's name again? Uh, I don't think we have named him. Uh, King. Hey, Colin, you're the one who picked this name. Say it out loud for me. It's in the fucking Feywilds. I'm getting there. I'm finding the fucking... Okay. Just give me a second. 
I'm gonna keep calling him King Mia until you do something. It's in uh, the roll twenty chat now. You know, like yeah. Yeah, I get it. Nyanarvar. 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 I don't right. think that's the actual pronunciation of that, but it is now. That's, a, it, that's an extremely fake collection of syllables. There's it is. no it could correct be way one to of the pronounce weird, it. It could be one of the weird Nord languages. It could be Finnish. Finnish isn't real. You know what? I'm <laughs> Googling it now. No, that's not a real word. Zero results on Google. <laughs> That is a fake ass fairy name. <laughs> it is a fake ass fairy name. Well, can so, we, can we not actually call him King Nya? This is King Nyan Arvar. Probably We've not to, to his talk face. to King Nyarvar and ask him for the false sunder. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> it's a Morrowind reference. Okay. I I don't I don't get it either. I never played Morrowind. I heard it's good, uh, but later a uh, meteor is going to smash into the spring court. <laughs> alright, alright. So, on the way to the throne room, you encounter that weird, like, kangaroo man who tends to all of the non people animals. Uh, right, Captain Kangaroo. And he is taking Amy for a walk. And even though it's been like six months or something, the dog immediately recognizes the two of you. Fortunately, the leash that she's on is magical, so she can't just like fucking blink on top of all three of you immediately. <laughs> I go up to her and I just start giving her all of the scratches all over her head. I don't pet dogs without the owner's permission as much as I love dogs. I mean, Kangaroo Jack over here isn't objecting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we have to think of a third kangaroo joke. Rule of threes. Better hop to it. What a fantastically good dog, though. Just yes. the best dog. Good dog, best friend. <laughs> I wish I lived in an apartment that allowed me to have dogs. However, all of those in New York City are obscenely expensive. So, after after getting to pet the dog, you three are escorted the rest of the way to the massive fuck-off tree that the Spring Palace is inside. Mm -hmm. Fuck-off wood makes great tables. I assume Very we're going to be like, left waiting while... Because it's only proper to be to have to wait a little bit before seeing Ornithi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm just gonna like tell Steiner and Grant that what the deal is with the King of Fall. I guess you know, don't try and play on his emotions. He's going to think he's going to think less of you if you do. Just try and present the facts and why it's in his best interest to help us. Just a recap. Destroying the human world is super bad for the Feywilds too, right? Well, um, yes. So, sort of, like, it doesn't stop them from using Earth as like a, a, a rechecked colony. 
it doesn't stop us from being Feywilds Australia. Yeah. <laughs> they do have immigrants there who they still care about who will also get wiped out in this purge, almost certainly. Like, someone somewhere along the line in Spring Court cares about Amalia and would be sad if she died if the world ended. And then there's the contracts, which Tarira referenced as, like, her out to, like, make herself do this. And, I mean, you don't you don't know this in character. Grant maybe kind of can figure that Poe drew up some new set of contracts when he formed the Ravens proper-like. But as for the first set that she referenced, you have no idea. Out of character was King Arthur. Yep. Hey, I know that guy. But they are under contract to behave a certain way, so that might be a thing that you could press on. There's also, you might be able to assume, that when Adel comes back, if he wins, he might not be too pleased about how they've been running things that might turn out poorly for his children you threw a party and it got too wild and your parents are coming home times a thousand somebody took a shit on my computer while I was out (laughs) what the hell I specifically told I'm sorry hold on let me do this in the I specifically told you no more while I was gone (laughs) not even a little one and now you have four of them running constantly. No, no, sometimes it's only three. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, really? What's, what's the coward? <laughs> you do all have to wait a while in order to get seen. But eventually, you are before the King of Spring. I bow. Yeah, everyone, I bow. I don't know why we needed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I curtsy the exact same way I curtsied last time. Hate him with the big curtsy. <laughs> curtsy with all with every set of arms. 100% power curtsy. And the king asks you to state your names organizations you're affiliated with and your purpose for being here in that order. Would you like me to do it or Steiner? Do you want to take the lead since this is your I think thing? we need to state it individually. I think that was the intention. So I will go first. I am Dr. Edwin Steiner of the Ravens. I am Grant Harrison of the Crimson Ravens. Uh, Las Estrellas, the Wuxi Yusia, and the Summer Court. I'm Roxanne Harrison of the Crimson Ravens and of Elysium. Oh, technically I'm of Elysium too now, am I? I think. Got it. Just, just get on with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the nature of our visit is somewhat sensitive actually. If a private area is available, that would be preferable, or if you would just rather have us... You could just say that we're looking for a major boon. We are asking a major boon of the King of Spring. 
All right. We are seeking um, a major boon from the King of the Spring Court and uh, a discussion of a rather private nature. He considers this for a moment. Based on the fact that you are all ravens and should know not to fuck around here, he waves his hand at a bunch of other people in the room and basically it's you three, the king, and then a scribe. And he seems to be like old for an elf. So he's probably like the senior scribe. How did you gotta be to be old for an elf? Wow. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> depends on power level, but... Okay, because this is actually going to bother me until I get an actual answer. Is Steiner technically considered part of Elysium now, or what is the deal with that? Uh, nah. Okay. No, no more so than Grant, really. Hmm. If anything, you're an Elysian intern. <laughs> oh, cool. I don't get paid, but the health benefits are great. No, the health benefits are <laughs> crap! You're an intern! <laughs> No, the health benefits are great. He's locked. I just he's smoked your ass, little man. Ten years. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, that is. He's that is in true. the best shape of his life. He has more magic power than basically anybody on the planet. Oh, um, it's going to be once again it's completely straightforward with this. Adel is about to break free of the seals binding him. Once he does so, he will destroy completely the human world and anything and everyone on it. I don't need to tell you just how bad this would be for not only Earth, but for, well, to a lesser extent, your courts as well. We have a means to stop him, but it is quite absolute. There's no way to get around this. The only way to stop him would be to kill him. And that is part of the boon we request of you. I'll give you a moment just to process this. Honestly, he looks kind of nonplussed. Is his face just stuck like that? You keep making your face and he's got stuck like that. No, he's just... He's in his chair and he's thoughtful. He doesn't seem shook like Tarira was. He has resting elf face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please present the fullness of your case. Um. Uh, let's. Well. Uh, for one, the destruction of planet Earth and everyone on it would also include a great many of the Fae Court citizens that are currently living there. Um, point number two, Idle's return could be quite calamitous for the Four Courts as well. Uh, sorry to answer your question with another question, but do you know of Elysium? I have not heard that name, no. Uh, Outside of your affiliation, motioning at Roxanne. 
Let's see. Laxan, you would be the best position to explain this, then. Uh, okay. Well, you just asked me to do something that I totally was not prepared to do. Okay. Oh, Ex- explain seconds. what, though? I don't really know it's what Just like the nature of Elysium. At. She'd be more familiar with it. Because, like. I guess. Like, one of the reasons we're doing this is because we have been specifically tasked to do this by the caretaker that Adel left behind in his stead. That's a fair point I hadn't considered. Elysium is the home that Adel created when he left, I presume, after the passing of his lover that was meant to house them and he left behind several caretakers of, I guess, the greater creation in general. We have been tasked with them by them to stop Adol. That is the nature of Elysium. If I may, Adol's return, as Dr. Steiner put it, would be disastrous. Not just for us, but for the structure of the courts, your court. To be blunt, if he returns, he will dissolve the courts. The best case scenario, you are stripped of your power and your position. The worst case scenario, you are destroyed utterly. All of you. We have... And you can step in if you don't mean to send this. We've we've already secured the cooperation of the King of Fall and the Queen of Summer. So we have come to you. And we are prepared to pay the price for this boon. We understand completely the extreme gravity of what we are asking you and we are prepared to give you time if you need it the king is obviously having a big thinky many thoughts head full yes while all of you are laying everything out and part way through it seems like he's talking to himself he's just sort of muttering the loss of Earth would be no great loss to us. We would still be able to send our problematic individuals there. Any of our citizens who live there have rejected us, so their attachment to the court should be reflected back upon them. Would my... Am I especially attached to this position? Do I give a fuck? I am... I am here because I was assigned to be here. There are other things I would prefer to be doing if I could. I suppose I wouldn't mind too terribly if the Spring Court was dissolved. It would free me up to pursue disciplining certain individuals who are constantly out of line 
And need I fear my sire's wrath? Yes. Did not know him for long, but he struck me as reasonable. I should be able to talk my way through this. He has been locked up for 5,000 years now. Yeah, the, the king basically works through counter-arguments to himself for all of it, and you're able to hear it. He is maybe not on purpose, but he is speaking loud enough for you all to hear it. This is something that requires a big think, which is not usual. But it, it seems like the conclusion he's tilting towards is that uh, maybe not, actually. Maybe, maybe he actually wins if Adel wins. I elbow uh, Grant. Was Trivia talking about contracts specifically? She mentioned contracts older than the Ravens. Um, Do you know yeah. anything about those? Uh, it's time for Grant to do something specific to this. Okay, who has the best charm skill here? Not Minus me. two. Uh, I guess it's me, actually. Uh, what is your charm score? Well, it doesn't matter. I roll weird, and my weird is three. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess I also roll sharp, and my sharp is two, but your weird is better. Your weird three is better than my sharp two, so. I don't know that charming the king of spring is going to work. I, yeah, I do have a, no, I do have that one, one charm move, though. Can I roll sharp to see if I could kind of backwards work my way towards the contract and like things that he set up if if not with Arthur if I don't roll well enough but at least with Poe yeah just like bullshit like what about the contracts all right so I'm gonna roll sharp here that's a nine that's a nine so, I'm I'm not going to give you Arthur. Yeah. I will give you Poe, though. That, like, Tarira mentioned that the Fae are under contracts, and actually, who, God, who was it? Somebody else mentioned that they take the contracts seriously. I think that was Wen- Wenrein, actually. Yeah. Have both mentioned that they take their contracts seriously. And Honestly, they were probably three promised into the, into it. Well, for for something this big, it was probably bigger than a three promise. They probably actually signed like physical documents that are being kept somewhere and have like actual as indestructibility spells placed on them. Still not going to stop Nicolas Cage from sealing them. <laughs> <laughs> Reproduced in not triplicate, quadruplicate. But you you can come to the conclusion that Wei told you that Poe is one of, if not the most powerful wizards ever born in North America, and he founded this nationwide organization. And it, it kind of seems like the Fae have a real particular way about sending you things. They tend to aim for population centers more than the middle of nowhere, which is weird in a way that makes it seem like it was done on purpose. So it might have been that 
Poe actually signed them into something. So I'll go, uh, your highness, if I may, did, did you not sign a contract with Edgar Allan Poe to some sort of agreement between our people? Oh, yes, the contracts. So, I don't really read those things. I just scroll <laughs> past them. <laughs> so the original contract was just to limit what we may send you. This would not be violating that. The current contracts require our support of your hunting operations as they relate specifically to individuals and creatures from the courts with the no there was the one proviso included that our assistance could not be forced if it would harm the courts have some vague I guess I'm going to interrupt again. Uh-huh. Your Highness, I've met your creator. I have heard stories about your creator. I have spoken to people who have spent time around him. Adol is not reasonable. They get what they want. They are a conqueror. They as you are probably aware, brought order to all of this. I do not believe that they have any sentimental attachment or use for those who, whether for good or ill, have brought chaos to uh, the greater Feywilds. And while I understand that you are doing what you understand to be best, he won't see it that way. So I'm actually going to ask for a manipulate someone on this. However, your move that lets you roll manipulate someone with charm is sort of predicated on like you weird. having a magical influence on them. Or, yeah, with weird. It's sort of predicated on you having like Fuck. a magical influence on them, and that's not going to work on the king. Mm-hmm. If you make big goo goo eyes at him. <sighs> cool. I can try rolling with a negative two instead then. Oof. How's about, how's about I'll meet you halfway and I'll let you roll it with sharp just sort of because you are, you are trying to make a logical argument here. So I'll let you roll it with sharp. All right. Well, let's give it a shot. 13. Thank you. 13. (laughs) I guess I could have made that even with a negative two then. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to roll with charge, though. Yeah. I would not have attempted that roll with a negative two. So the king does go thinky again. Just, and and he, 
And he is in like, he is getting more and more like in a sort of thinking stance as this has been going. Like originally he was just like sitting straight in his throne, like perfect posture, but then partway through he had like one elbow on one of the arms and was resting his chin in his hand. And now he's like, he's got one arm wrapped around his chest and the elbow pressed into the wrapped wrist. And he's like got the pad of his thumb pressed up against his mouth as he's talking to himself. And he's like, honest to God, kind of slouching in his chair a bit. Like, this is a man who is having a think. Shit. I'm just picturing Winnie the Pooh right now going, think, think, think. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I suppose it is wise to take the counsel of somebody who has interacted with my sire more recently than I. It has been some time and he may have changed. She does not seem to be lying, so I should take that. And I I do know that he would not care for how we have been running things. There is a very good chance I would not be able to talk my way through that. I know that my brother is so unreasonable that I could not possibly talk him into correcting his behavior on his own such that we could present a good case for him, at least having our courts in order on his return. (sighs) Yes, well, I am not especially attached to this place. I am attached to being alive, though. I do have things I would like to do, even if I am stuck in my obligations. I suppose it would be good to keep the order of leadership that this place has had. Yes, too many of my citizens agree with me and might be purged in sympathy. Yes, okay. Yes, that makes sense. Very well. So... Cool. Yes? Yes. You have not stated exactly what you require from me. Ah, right. We need a measure of your blood. Ah, very well. I will need assurance that you will be using it for this purpose only. This is... This is the sort of spell catalyst that wars would be fought over. You have the assurances and the word of the Crimson Ravens that this is going to be used for exactly one purpose and one purpose only. I will have a contract drawn and he motions at the scribe and the scribe nods and like he's he's got he's got a fucking elven clipboard and he sort of like flip 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 flips onto a different page and like begins writing very quickly. It's just like a big bunch of pre-made contracts with like fill in the blanks. Will you be needing this now or will you be returning to me later? Um, now actually would be for her if that is agreeable. Yes, that will be fine. I have brought uh, equipment to do 
the job myself or if you have your own means which you would prefer so um either or interesting i do have means but i would like to see yours if you have extra instances of these means i would like to keep them we'll call that a cost uh, all right uh, permission to approach the throne, I suppose. Of course. Okay. I walk up there with my nice big little travel case here that I brought. <laughs> yeah. The scribe comes over as well. And just uh, a signing in blood happens. It's real simple. You can read over the contract and it it states things like real simply... You are, they are not attempting to fuck you on this one. It's just like, only you get this blood. You can only use it for this reason. Right. Period. Just do that while I'm drawing the blood. And, you know, I've brought extra supplies. I'm prepared. Yeah. I would so not can, go into this half task. So you can hand over a couple of those to the king, and he'll just he'll sort of turn them over in his free hand as you are trying the blood just to examine them he's, he's interested he's got he's got the fucking guild hall where they do all the biomancy this will improve our heroin usage twofold <laughs> <laughs> with this we could distill opium at an accelerated rate <laughs> and uh, congrats you have the blood of the king of spring and I take my, take the contract, I suppose, and put that safely away. Mm-hmm. It's as soon as you are done signing it, it duplicates itself magically, so you both have copies. Huh. Uh, I bow and then turn and return to my companions. Uh, two down. Technically three, because we already have the ball courts. <laughs> Waiting until we are out of spring to even breathe a sigh of relief. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your time. Where to next, Famalam? I guess fall. I guess fall. As soon as we enter fall, I go, oh god, I have no wonder why Amalia hates that place. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't... I prefer that to this... I prefer that to the summer court. I mean... He's not an awful guy. At least, like, Sharira was willing to listen. Like, this guy was, like, seriously weighing the pros and cons of letting our world die. He made uh, a pros and cons list. I can't blame him for that. It's his dad. It's his father. Yeah. Let me tell you, if my dad wanted to destroy the world, I would have some questions because he's an accountant. Grant, accountants are destroying the world. <laughs> I give Grant a look. It's an extra powerful look because you open up all your extra eyes. Oh yeah, if we're if we're in the fucking Feywilds, I'm not. I don't have any of my eyes closed. Accountants fuck Steiner over. That's the whole reason he turned to crime, man. <laughs> I don't have good opinions about accountants. So. King of Fall. 
I mean, we've already got the, we already have the agreement from King of Fall, so this should go swimmingly. Uh, yeah, I, now. I honestly, I feel like we don't even need to like make a whole thing out of this. He knows you're coming. He knows what you're asking for. He's King agreed Dong. to give it. He's already made his peace with it. And he's not going to ask a price because you people rescued so, Damerol. So you're all fucking clear. We can just like, so we just like walk right up to the bit. entrance and we're just like, Steiner's like, well, how could this possibly go wrong? Screen wipe. We, that didn't go wrong at all. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, we essentially rescued his boyfriend. I'm calling it now. They are, they are lovers. 100%. That's How are you going to kill my dad, but you did get my booty back? <laughs> We're squaresies, They're I just guess. good friends. <laughs> just guys being dudes. <laughs> no, no, that was back in the 90s. <laughs> no, no, they're cousins. Uh, oh. <laughs> so yeah, you guys can just clock wipe through the fall court. Not even going to make a deal of it. We can have like a little bit of a montage. All right. Then winter. Oh, wait, we should we stop back and get our jackets for this one? Yeah, we brought jackets. We're smart. We know where those are. We've been to the winter. Roxanne turns into larger demon Roxanne, angel Roxanne, I guess actually, larger angel Roxanne who uh has less feeling. I guess, probably. <laughs> you know, the one that is yeah. more resistant to cold. Steiner yep, just yep, pulls yep. a fucking coat out of the out of the bag. Grant just activates New York, like smarmy New Yorker mode. It's like this isn't even cold. <laughs> I'm fine. Finger breaks off. That's fine. <laughs> I've been through worse than this. So, welcome back to the Winter Court. It's been a bit. Yeah, I don't think I've been here since I got my branding. This is going to be awkward. Yeah, no, Grant, maybe you should stay home for this one. Yeah, actually, yes. TBH. Yeah. Have fun, guys. So, once again, you are greeted by Janai Arachnotois. I still still can't believe we went. A joke that still haunts this fucking podcast. And we are getting a little bit long in the tooth on this first event. So let's yeah. uh, was a, you know, it was a whole deal. That's why I wanted to get it out of the way. You can get up to the thrones when Rhine is in. The day queen in line. Ah, doctor. How have you been? You you have you have a very peculiar look about you. There have been some changes as of recent. Uh, I can discuss them if you'd like. We have business that we are attending to, however. Well, let us handle the business first, then. Excellent. It is of a particular nature that you might consider private. You might not want certain ears listening to. Uh, very well, very well. She'll take you back to honestly just like her bed chambers oh I didn't know we were on that good of terms <laughs> no uh, 
scrying shit isn't gonna get in here. <sighs> so we've made considerable progress on the Adel problem. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. I was wondering when this would come back around. After sending you to the center, I knew we would wind up here eventually. Yes. We've just finished visiting the rest of the courts. Hmm. What for? Well, the um, only means to stop needle is with a series of knives forged out of blood of a particular group of people, and the lords and ladies of the four courts are part of that group. I see. So all of my wonderful, wonderful siblings have already made their donations, then. Correct. Well... Well, it does not... I, I take no joy in doing this. But... Unlike... Unlike my siblings, I made a point to keep track of what happened to my sire after their departure. And I know what's coming, and I know what it will mean for my people, the people I care about. So I have long since come to terms with it. I don't know if we're like on the level of comfortableness that I can like put a hand on her shoulder, but I will try anyway. Eh, she'll let it happen. Well, let's not waste time brooding over it. Right, I have the equipment with me. We try not to draw this out. And take what you need. Screen wipe again. Mm-hmm. I don't offer fruit this time. <laughs> As she is rolling her sleeve back up, she asks you, Would you come and tell me when it's done? I would like to know how he was in his final moments. Of course. I, I understand. Be sure to come see you personally. Thank you. I am... Sorry for having to ask you this, but do you need, would you like to be alone? Yes, please. We'll see ourselves next. I, I have just realized that I am not as at peace with this as I thought I was. I'm, I'm sorry. If there's anything we can do. Try not to make him suffer when you do it. Just make it quick. Of course. You know how to find your way home. I'm sorry I can't escort you out. I understand. I kind of look back over my shoulder before I close the door. You know. She is sitting on the edge of her bed. Just 
kind of staring at her lap. Just kind of quietly close the door and just walk away. So, you can get back home. If you like, you can then just turn straight around and collect Qualia and get to work. Oh, yeah, because we are here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to, like, fire a text off to Ashley, and then, you know, Grant informs his collective people. We're about to have another one. Some real bad voodoo is going to happen right now. Please unplug any major appliances. Put your phones into airplane mode. Disconnect your wands from your chargers. <laughs> Please gather up your pets if they are magic sensitive. And make sure that they have access to their favorite toys and a treat if needed. <laughs> Just get them ready like there's going to be fireworks and an earthquake at the same time. Right. So it's typical 4th of July in L.A. Magical equivalent of one, yeah. But yeah, just inform the necessarily part necessary parties that there's about to be like some magic shit happening. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. And you collect Margaret. She went back to the Deadlands after last time, but all of the witches have been hanging out in the capital because you made it clear that this is not going to be a one-time thing. So you collect Margaret. She collects fire from Steiner's crown. Qualia crafts an ore from the combined blood samples, and Morton gets to work. And again, it is another multi-hour process, and partway through, it just begins dumping this massive amount of magic into the atmosphere. And I have methods I, to catch it this time. I've prepared. <laughs> See, Steiner, you, you say that, but I I was already going to say, I know you said the last time that you were going to bulk up the wards to be ready for this. It's still not enough. Like it, it fills up all of your flycatchers and still overflows enough to pop all your wards. But then again, all at once, there is a great intake of all of the magic sucking inwards, and the final result feels different this time. Instead of a black hole in your basement like before, you are just awash in the feeling of the cycle of the seasons. Huh. I would not even begin to know how to describe this. This is weird. This is weird, right? Extremely. Hmm. It's a little weird, yeah. <sighs> Let's see, maybe next time we can direct the magic in one particular di- direction. I, I don't know. Just straight up into space. Uh, Obviously, you just need you just need to make a uh, fumigation hood for your magic forge to fumigate all the magic <laughs> up instead of out. Open up a fucking hole to the Deadlands. Just pipe all that shit into there. Oh that god! Like a idea. Yeah, that sounds like the worst idea possible. <laughs> no, no. There's one particular individual who would love that idea. Just let him out a couple years early. It'd be fine. Maybe that's why he got out. No, he got out because of a library card. Because what? Because of a library card. I know what I said. Yeah. Uh, I need to actually finish listening to that. <laughs> <sighs> 
wonder if the sultans would like some spare magic. Man, that'd, that'd be real fucking great if, like, he's actually hyper weak from being in the Deadlands for, what, like, a century and change? Yeah. And then, it like, it turns out that he becomes powerful enough to break back through because Steiner piped fucking ultra knife <laughs> energy into the Deadlands right directly on top of his head on accident. <laughs> Whoops, I accidentally supercharged the most threatening villain outside of Idol. I mean, there is that big hole to the Deadlands uh, I mean, not yeah, that yeah, far he away. He can't Some fucking get through that. He, like, he can't fucking get through that. No, it's not I'm saying that it's probably close enough that a lot of the magic and would end up going through it. Hmm. We like just like pipe it directly to the sultan defending that just like hand just like the equivalent of handing him an energy drink oh here's a God. monster that, and a in a candy bar have at it that would actually be kind of incredible to just hook jumper cables up to fucking sultan jimu god nothing would get past him for <laughs> Probably years and years, maybe a assuming couple decades. Assuming we don't fucking find out how to close this shit and do just that. become swole. <laughs> so, congratulations, everybody! You have obtained the knife of the children. Hooray! Okay, one town, two down. One more down, and this is taken almost an hour so let's wrap this one up uh no this is almost taking like an hour and a half hopefully this was the most difficult knife to obtain at least of the ones that we know about um not good actually see. i think well, this one will be pretty quick yeah steiner and roxanne will be pretty easy uh the inheritor and the true love will not be difficult but it's going to be a thing to actually yeah. do that. I can tell you that once uh, once you figure out who the wounded is, that's going to be pretty easy. And the other three are simple, simple, and maybe a little bit complicated. Yes. Okay, so this is probably going to be the most roundabout complicated fetch quest in terms of yeah. like time-wise. Definitely the most involved out of all of them. All right, so who's next? I will go next. All right, so Grant, your thing or my thing? Uh, let's do your thing because I don't think Grant would drag on doing the um the stuff with the Wushi's Yuja. Well, I mean that's happening on my timer, not yours. But okay, doing my thing first. So. Grant Harrison is about to have a day and a half. Yeah. I, I want the folks in folks at home to know that I, uh, I, I, I told Colin like the broad strokes of what's coming, and we talked about it a bit. So please don't think that I'm just like jumping him with everything that's about to happen. I have. I have all the faith in the world that Colin is going to make this work. So, Grant Harrison, 
Yes. You start your day with uh, a, a bit of a heat on your face. You know that one. We discussed it a, a bit ago. Uh, you are being summoned into the summer court. And I was, and like, this is in the middle of me packing for my trip to China. So I'm like, oh, good, good, great timing. Yes, fantastic timing. Love this timing. I stop complaining very loudly and probably worrying Amalia and get the symbol ready and head on over. <laughs> yep. And. Again, let's. There's going to be a lot here, so I want to get through this this opening part pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me the roll for the race. Yeah. Hey, you actually beat it this time. I won again. A yeah, good no, amount. like I, 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 my my excuse, like my explanation is, I like Grant just wants to get this done as soon as possible and just leave. <laughs> so you are called up to the throne. It's just Harira this time. Dweer is not there. Okay. I kneel. Ah, that is perhaps your best response time yet, Grant Harrison. Uh, well, thank you. I've, I've, How's I'm the whole killing to... my dad project going? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh, I have a task for you today. And it might require some travel on your part. I'm not overly familiar with your geography. Well, I'm already packing. There is a city in your world called Beijing. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Excellent. There is a man there who has slighted my court something awful. And I have, I have used, I have spent all of my deference and mercy on you for perhaps the next century of your history. So, Grant Harrison, I need him dead. Grant looks, like, visibly ill. He he goes from, like, his normal, like, face to, like, he's got, he's got a bit of green in him. And he says, there's nothing else I can do to maybe... No, I require him dead, and my options are limited on how to make that happen. You are really my best tool for this operation. She is inspecting her fingernails as she speaks. Grant is, like, now, like, very audibly, like, just breathing heavier as he's trying to, like, not vomit. And he goes, Okay. Very good. I will need to know that it's done, and I would like to know that it's done the moment it happens. So, if you would come forward so that I can get you set up. Uh, yeah, he walks over. And she just taps you in the center of your forehead, and you're a good enough wizard to feel that it happens. She is piping audio directly from your ears and video directly from your eyes into her brain. 
Okay. This is the same exact thing that she did with uh, Roxanne, correct? Except better because she didn't have audio with Roxanne. Right, right. And then she furnishes you with an address and a description Mm -hmm. and dismisses you. She tells you that she's not going to need you to come back to tell her it's done because she's going to see it happen. Okay. Uh, At that point, Grant will leave. And if the, the goblin tries to race back, Grant is just like not feeling it. Just, just an auto loose. Jippo looks kind of sad because you're like you're his buddy now. Sorry, man. It's um, it's gonna be a bad one for me this time. I'll be safe, I guess. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you too, though. I'm not sure how much danger you get just escorting people. And then you're back home. <sighs> By the way, I know it's like real against the mood that we're in right now, but we are 10,000% in November now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's got mostly like a dark blue hair, but also like the front end of it is sort of like a red sort of sort of like simulating a turkey. <laughs> got it. Uh, and after he is done packing, he just, like, curls up on his bed because, like, the flight is not until tomorrow. Uh, Amalia can tell that you're in a real bad way, and she is up there in you, and she has, like, wrapped you up in her arms. You can tell that she is, like, doing a bit of magic to, like, project warmth and comfort. It's some kind of empathy spell. She's just trying to make you feel okay. Oh. Yeah, no, like, and Grant super duper appreciates it. Like, he, yeah. he does not, he does not shoo her away. It's, it's not that bad. In fact, he probably wanted it, but was not going to ask that, even though 100% he probably could. And she'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. Let me just drop whatever the hell I'm doing and do that now. Yep. Of note, though, you do not get to spend the entire day with her because at one point... Emery sends you a text and says that they need to talk to you about something real important real quick before you leave. Okay. I'll thank Amalia. I give her a kiss on the forehead because I'm just not anywhere else at the moment. And then use Steiner's workaround to get there basically just a couple minutes after she sends the text. Yeah. Like, what's up? So I'm actually going to jump back in time here a little bit and sort of it's it's not technically a retcon because we just didn't have this happen. But mm-hmm. I'm going to declare that on the drive back from the Queen Mary, Magpie asked you like about that phone call you got earlier that you were so put out about. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would like to ask that you just agree with me that you told them what was up? Oh, yeah, no, like, Grant's done hiding shit from them. Like, he, he's okay. telling the truth, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, like, these people realized at that get-together I had that I was working death magic, and that's hyper-illegal, so I'm going to have to go explain myself to them. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, when you get there, Emery sets out a cup of tea for you, and you all just, like, chill and breathe for a minute they can tell that you're upset so they're not gonna like press you on anything 
Mm-hmm. They are going to say, um, uh, Grant, I, I, kn- I know this is going to put you in a difficult position uh, soon. I, I don't know when you're going to get called in to, to, to talk to that order you're part of. Um, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. I don't know when they're going to call me, but I want to be there like when they call me so that way they don't think I'm trying to run from it. Okay, okay. Um, when you do, I need you to tell them nothing about what's going on here. Don't, don't, don't tell them about Adol. Don't tell them about the knives. Don't tell them about what's happening on December 21st. They, I don't, don't give them any information on that. I want to agree to this with one, um, one exception to that, please. I'll, I'll hear it. If it's a matter of life or death like literal life or death like I'll I'll take them expelling me out of the order I'll take them stripping me of like whatever benefits I get for knowing Sifu Ho but if they are about to execute me I need to tell them because it's it's just too important this isn't this isn't even me needing to be alive to because I want to be alive. This is me needing to be alive because I need to be there to fight him. Everyone kind of scratches at their forehead in thought. Um, so, so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's, it's real hard to tell you, to tell you no on that. And I don't, I don't think that I could. I, I just ask that you, if, if it comes down to that, you, in whatever time you have, think about it really hard. Because telling them what's going to happen would put the operation in jeopardy. Yeah, I know. But again, I've, I will only tell that if they are about to execute me. And you did say that to trust Sifu Ho, and I will ask him like who he trusts, and we will only tell those people if he says anybody at all but again unless they are about to straight up execute me i will not say a thing i promise just just use your best judgment well it's getting better these days so i will and you can finish your tea and head home at your leisure mm-hmm and then the next day rolls around. Catch a fucking early ass flight to to Beijing. Yeah. So, question, Grant Harrison. Hmm. Are you going to get this thing done for Tarira before or after? I'm gonna do it before because I'm going to assume like Grant is going to assume. I know that's a bad thing, but Grant's going to assume once the deed is done, she will end the effects. And he does not want yet another being seeing this secret organization's hidey hole and where they go, even if they aren't interested in it at all. It's better to play it safe than sorry, because they're already mad at me for showing one extra planner being this organization. 
I, I can't imagine what they would be like for two. Yeah, that's probably wise. Okay. So the address isn't difficult to track down. It's a pretty rundown little tenement. Mm-hmm. Somewhere up near the top floor. And the door is locked. What do you do? Is it locked because like with a chain or is it locked like just with you know the key? With a key. Okay. Well then I am going to try and uh lockpick my way in. Because we've established that Grant can lockpick. He hasn't done it in a while, but we've established it. Yeah, I remember that. Back in the fucking first odds encounter. Yeah. So I forget what we made me roll for that. Would it be sharp? Act under pressure. Act under pressure, so it's cool. Alright. Nine, and I can't help myself, so it's, uh, it's nine. nine. Okay. So what's going to happen is that you know, if if you had rolled a ten, I would have had you open it and like the guy would have just been cooking in his yeah. kitchen. Like would have yeah. had his back to you, the sound of the fryer would have been going. Mm-hmm. Like you would have caught him completely unawares. You open the door, and he is sitting in the threshold, lacing up his shoes. Um, <laughs> I would like to try and use magic to do something that is beyond human limitations, which is just basically make everything I do completely silent, including any like. And hopefully, maybe also any noises that he makes. Maybe he'll give me that on a twelve. But like, yeah. I, but uh, beyond human limitations, I want to try and just like make myself completely silent so that nobody hears us. Yeah, that'll work. That's a valid use of that move. Ten. I'm Ten. glad I rem- I'm glad I remembered the plus one for my for my hand. Cause. <laughs> Congrats. So yes, you have silenced yourself. Not him, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. And then I'm going to pull my sword out from my pocket, make it grow, and just rush at him. Okay. Roll kicks him ass. He is going to, like, leap to his feet and backwards as you, like, quickly get the silent spell off and then get your sword going. Right. But you've got all kinds of distance. Okay. Do you have your sword in your hand, or are you braining your sword? I'm using it in my hand. Like, I I haven't even activated any magical effects on it. Like, I just, like, as quick as I could, got it out, made it grow, running form. All right. Give me the roll. Eight. An eight. So, no bonus effects. Um, your sword does three with your ancient fighting arts? Yes. And you know what? I'm... I'm going to say that this is very much a surprise attack. Even though he, like, saw you, he's shook. You just, like, fucking opened his door and rushed him with a sword. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to count this one for sneaky. Okay, so that's five total. Yeah. And uh, this guy's got no armor. I would hope not. He's wearing, like, a shirt. Yeah, and he's got human health values, so you have dealt five out of his seven harm to him. Right. I also would like to say that since I'm aware that he has human health values and he doesn't see my face, he doesn't know who's doing this because I have my armor on. Yeah, okay. (laughs) 
so long as you never get fucking connected to this wearing your fucking order armor on oh true yeah just yeah. assassinating okay. some dude okay hold on hold on in that case yeah you do bring up a good point i'll just have like a mask on like not not like a mask mask but like you know like something covering my face and my hair because my hair is very distinctive uh, I've taken the piercings out of my eyebrows, so that way those aren't uh, identifiable as, as well. Got it, got it. Just trying to make yourself look plain. Yeah. Like, I have American eyes, but that's about it. So I'm going to say that dealing fucking five harm to this guy, just driving him straight into unstable at once, like, mm -hmm. he, it seemed like he was trying to, like, pull distance to attack you in some way. Uh, he's not now. He's, he hits the ground and he is like clutching his chest and screaming. Alright, uh, in that case I'm just going to like, I guess I missed his heart by that much, so I'm just going to move the sword up to like try and get to where his heart is. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't think I even need a roll for this one. Your, okay. your yeah. opponent is kind of completely helpless. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make it as quick as possible. I'm not trying to, like, make him suffer. Yeah, well, congrats. He's, uh, you, you shifted your sword in his chest, and the he passes out from shock and dies swiftly afterwards. All right, uh, at that point, is there a fire escape in this on this building? Ah. Uh. I'm going to say yes. I don't know if that's a normal thing in China, but I'm going to declare yes. Okay, so Grant will use the fire escape to uh, to get out, walk a couple of blocks. Like after after one block, he takes off the mask, and after a couple of blocks, he just ducks into an alley. sucks. So then about two days later, you are officially summoned to explain yourself. And I arrive very promptly. I've been not far away from the Forbidden City this entire time, just waiting. Yeah. All of the so, so they, they, government. They, they summoned me and they probably like, wow, you arrived like three days sooner than we expected. This time you are allowed to use the elevator because it's not your first time in. Yep. As you are making your way towards like the the big central room, you run into Lei. Mm-hmm. So you see him, and you know you you've got wizard senses. Yep. So you immediately pick up that like he's got one in the chamber. Like. He's he is so ready to fire one of his like massive fucking lightning bolts that turns metal into ash that it that he is sparking. I don't say anything to him. I'm not gonna go to Mon, I'm not gonna give him any reason to execute me earlier than what they tell him to do. Yeah, and he he catches sight of you, and there's recognition on his face, but it's not the recognition of, 
oh, that's Grant Harrison, the guy I've met twice and did that one weird ghost train hunt with. Mm-hmm. This is... Well, I, I definitely know this guy's sister, and I know that I should know him, like, logically, but I don't. But I do know that he's here because he's done the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't say anything to him. I just walk past him. I don't make any threatening movements, and I just head on in. Yeah, he, uh, once you get past him, you can hear him get up out of his chair, and he is walking behind you. Yeah, I figured as much. And despite your promptness, you are the last to arrive. <laughs> Technically, Lay's the last to arrive. He's behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the the other four like primary members: Wang Li, Shuang, Bo Qin Shi, Li Qin Kei, and Guang Kong. Who mm-hmm. he's the quartermaster. I don't remember if I ever actually like said his name, but that's the quartermaster. He's the one you gave your coin to when you okay. first got sworn in. Right. Are all here and seated. Grant will bow as low as he possibly can. And Leaderman is the only one who speaks, and he just says, Grant Harrison, you understand why you are here? Yes, sir. State it. Because... I used death magic to kill myself. It is more that you have become capable of using death magic at all, but it is near enough. So, Master Ho has informed us that he taught you thoroughly the dangers of death magic and that it should never be pursued and that if you find anybody pursuing it you should find the most powerful person you know and tell them so that this practitioner can be executed he did yes so our first question for you is why Because there was literally no other choice in order to do what I had to do. I needed to get death magic and believe you me. I wish wholeheartedly there was literally any other way. What was it that you needed to do, and why did you need to do it? I needed to get rid of myself in order to eliminate a creature that had possessed me so thoroughly that no amount of magic aside from destroying myself would have been able to extract it. Tell me about this creature. 
I apologize, but I am honor bound by a previous promise before I joined the order to not do so. Everybody shifts in their seat. That's that's the answer I stick with. Surely you understand that that is an unacceptable answer. The only things I can say right now is that it is powerful and malicious and in order to stop it I needed to do what I needed to do and unfortunately that is all I have been given permission to say there's a bit of beard stroking and a bit of muttering from the people higher up and treasurer Bokinshur says to leader man well it is good that he is honoring the people above him such as it is keeping his promises to them I assume that this promise was made to someone of authority yes sir it is the leader of the other organization I belong to Lee Kincaid muses to himself I do not especially care for the idea that you are placing your loyalty to others above your loyalty to us but there is an order to these things if I had not made that promise before I joined this organization I would be telling you everything I know but unfortunately I made that promise before I joined so I am honor bound to respect that promise Again, Huang Hui Zhuang speaks up and asks you, So, this malevolent entity has been expelled from you? Yes, correct. Does it yet live? Yes, it does. We are taking steps to ensuring that it does not for much longer. Does it exceed the bounds of your oath to tell us if it would pose a threat to China? Um, out of character, I would that be acceptable to say, or that, yeah, it would uh, pose a threat to China, or would I have to say, again, I'm honor bound to not answer that? That, that would be a do not answer, because, like, you know okay. these guys are all about protecting China first. And okay. if you tell them, yeah, this thing is a threat to your nation, they would get involved. And that's what you're trying to avoid. Okay. Um, it would exceed my bounds of my promise. Yes, I apologize again. Well, it's interesting to play chess with that answer. No answer is as good as a yes, I feel, but I feel it speaks poorly of us to attempt to circumvent one of our members' oaths. And the others up on the stage nod. So, Grant Harrison, 
What is your intention for death magic going forward? Absolutely nothing. I am never going to use it again. And this, I swear upon my life. Would you be willing then to have it purged from you now? Absolutely. Very well. Then that is where we will start. And Wang Huizhong stands and steps off of the stage and steps right up to you. I lift my head enough so that way he can get access to it if he needs to get access to it. But I don't stand. I just I stay bowed. Yeah. And you can feel like as he is getting closer to you, lay behind you is like his his hold on this attack that he's got ready is getting thinner and thinner like mm-hmm. he is ready to jump the second you look like you're about to turn this magic on his boss and you know what he can fucking be ready all he wants it's not happening yeah i mean we know that he yeah. doesn't yeah but you can feel him behind you getting tenser and tenser and tenser as your boss puts his hand on your forehead and then like quickly shifts the matching hip forward so he like presses into your head Mm -hmm. your head is kind of like knocked back a little bit Mm -hmm. and he you can feel him like in your head kind of rooting around a little bit um I would like to try and keep him out from spots that he's potentially trying to circumvent the information that I'm trying to get him that I'm trying to prevent giving him. Uh, you, know, you know what? Roll me weird. Okay. I'm going to spend a luck on that. Uh, I'm, I would like to caution you not to. Okay, fair enough. Do I get to mark experience? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll let, you, I'll let it go for this one. Okay. So I will give you this knowledge out of character, but this mm-hmm. is not something that Grant will know. Mm-hmm. He's not going to try and circumvent that. Okay, cool. It's just a thing that Grant thinks that he might be doing, and... Uh, yeah. Okay. Grant's gonna worry about it forever. Yep. <laughs> or at least until December 21st. Yeah. So while you are not able to cordon off the parts of your mind that you would like, you do feel when he finds your memories of Argentina and Mateo, and all of that is just, like, blanked out in an instant your memories of the true sensation of death, your memories of practicing death with your sister, like all of that time blanked out. And also the moments when you cast it in your head, like that that feels the weirdest because you know he has to be super delicate to not circumvent your oath and maybe actually that's the moment when you realize that he's not trying to do that okay it's because you you feel when he like gets to those memories and he's going at it with like a surgeon's knife trying not to see what was in your head so he doesn't learn about it and screw you over mm-hmm. but the the moments of you casting death on yourself are also just wiped yeah, and good. that's exactly what Grant Congrats. wanted. Congrats. You can't use death magic anymore. 
Hooray! That's it's that's ecstatic. That's that is 100% a thing Grant wanted was to forget death magic. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if this hadn't happened, I was going to get Roxanne to use angel magic to wipe out those memories. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so then, Huang Li returns to his chair, and everybody just seems to think for a bit, and then he speaks up. Well, it is pleasing that you so readily surrendered that knowledge. There is still the matter of you learning it in the first place. Good reasons, though you may believe you had, it was still an unacceptable action. I understand. You have been demonstrating to us, however, that you are worth keeping in our order. But perhaps we will, for the time being, need to lessen your presence in it. That is completely understandable, sir. You will set a condition upon it then. When your oath no longer binds you to hide the truth from us, Come, give us the full story, and we will restore your place in our order. That is fair. I will be sure to do so. And that will be all. Do not make such a mistake again, Grant Harrison. We will not be so lenient a second time. I will do the best that I can not to, sir. Two days later, shit, I accidentally learned death magic again. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. Aw, oh, beans. <laughs> and the five heads will get up and leave the room, and you can feel lay behind you, like, coming unwound by inches. All right. Uh, I will get up and I will walk and I'm not going to give him a reason to fucking electrocute me. I was going I was going to say if he was like completely relaxing then I would have like fucking egged him on a little bit but nah it's like if he if he's only like if he's still like tense but like not but thinking I'm not going to just like fucking murder him I'm not going to do anything I'll just walk past him again. Yeah alright. And you leave the building and once again exit his memories. Yup. So here's a question. Here's a question. Is, uh-huh. is Sifu Ho here? Was he watching and just not allowed to do anything? No. If he Damn is, it, I... well, if if he's here, you are completely unaware of it. Uh, no, no, I, I, no, I was just asking like out of character because like I, this oh. would be a this would be a good time for me to ask him some questions that uh that Grant has actually had bubbling around in his head for a while now and uh, I kind of wanted to ask him in person okay well you know what if it's important to you then yeah I'll say that you know you take the elevator up and halfway to the front gates of the forbidden city you're just tapped on the shoulder when you turn around see who hoes there I was kind of hoping you'd be here that was harrowing you don't know the half of it. I don't know if you noticed that Guang Kong did not speak at all. He he had something similar going to Lei, 
but a much tighter hold on it. I was, I feared for your life, young pupil. Ah, uh, that makes two of us. <laughs> but I am pleased that you got off as easy as you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have a question I've been meaning to ask you for a little bit now. Huh? While I am here. Why me? Why not John? He was always a better student than I was. Why'd you give me the sword instead of him? Why'd you invite me to this boys club instead of him? John is an exceptional wizard for his age. I don't know how... I don't know how much you two have been talking to each other. He has made leaps and bounds in his personal casting ethos that should have taken him at least two centuries to master. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. We've uh, we've been hanging out since I found out he was in LA. Yes, he's... I don't know if you have had the opportunity to either spar or fight with him, but he has all but done away with verbal casting components and gestures and wands he has reduced to minuscule subtle things it's it's incredible really hmm. but he has the wrong personality for this and it's because of that it's because he is so good he's so ambitious there is there is a philosophy of personality that I have, that I've learned over the years. And that is that, roughly speaking, people can be separated into two types. There are dragons and there are dogs. And dragons are the people you spoke to down there. They are independent, covetous. They want things for themselves. They want to grow powerful. They want to be influential. And that can be good in a way. A pack of dragons can keep a country safer than almost anything. But they begin to lose sight of people, the people who aren't dragons. They become too independent, too consumed with their own selves. Whereas you, Grant Harrison, are a dog. You understand what it means to be part of a pack. You understand what it means to not be an island in a way that they never will. And you are, I think, beginning to understand that a pack of dogs can kill even the most powerful dragon when it is on its own. Grant smiles at that because he knows exactly what he's talking about. And I know that right now you are well out of favor with this order. I believe that if you bring yourself back into favor 
spend your influence with them correctly, build the bonds that you are able to build with your condition. You can begin to change them. We have had the conversation a number of times that the secrecy is not going to keep for long. We are coming to an age where it will become impossible to hide this. And I am worried that the dragons will not be ready for this change. I had a similar conversation with someone very recently. I think if you spend yourself correctly, you can make them ready. I want to see this order thrive in the coming era. I don't think they will be able to get there on their own. I know I can't get them there. I know myself well enough to know that I too am a dragon. I couldn't change them. And even if you can't, even if you can't make it all happen all at once, you can at least start them down the path, I think. Yeah, okay. So you invited the American to change a foreign power for your own purpose. It's the CIA, am I? Okay, no, no, okay. I can, I can tell you're not taking that joke well. Oh, God. I know how it looks. <laughs> I know how it looks. Your nationality is irrelevant in this equation. Had I decided to live in Romania and you had been a similar student with a similar temperament, I would have made the same recommendation. Fair enough. It is, it is unfortunate the way that this aligns with history, but I do believe that you will come to see that I am right about this as this crisis resolves itself and you have more opportunities to work with them more frequently and more closely. Okay. Hey, I have had a bad time basically every day since my birthday. You want to go get something to eat? I will treat you to a feast, my student. You are the best. It is the least you deserve. And I will walk with him to a good place that he recommends and I will just like fucking take him up on his offer of the feast. Yep. Okay, Roxanne. Hey. Ordinarily, I would ask you what we're doing first, but one of your events is actually going to lead into the other directly. Oh, okay. So we'll do whichever one that is. We are doing your event for yourself first. Ah, cool. So, uh, huh. what are we doing today, Roxanne Harrison? I... Um, going to go finally, you know, actually, like, make sure that this whole death magic healing the wounds from Edel Sword actually works. I'm going to go heal George. Bitchin'. So, how are you going to get there? Well, I mean, hmm. 
Oh, sorry, I'm just going to remind myself about some things. Okay. George is from Mid-Cal. Yep. But is... Was, is staying with Jack. Because they can't be too far apart. One of them is, is hanging around the other. Yes, George is in Mid-Cal and Jack is with her. That's why... Uh, you all got called in to do the Morton hunt is because Border Cal is short-staffed. Well, I mean, I can look like a normal-ass human, so I could just, like, take a boss. Yeah, valid. I'm going to to call ahead, though. Yeah, uh, Emery can give you Melissa Whitman's phone number. You can call her and tell her Tell her you're coming up to try and fix George. She will give you the address of their safe house. Cool, cool, cool. I am prepared for wacky hijinks, but yeah, I'm going (laughs) up to wherever their safe house is. Yeah. So, you are heading up to a townhome in Vacaville, which is about halfway between Sacramento and San Francisco. I know what that means. I mean, I I know where San Francisco is roughly, so. Okay. And Sacramento is a little bit northeast of that. Right. Sacramento, that's the the capital of California. The state capital, right? Yeah. Hey. I learned learned something from watching Animaniacs. Okay. (laughs) I see it on the map. And by a little bit, I mean 90 miles just about, but... Eh. Yeah, it's fine. 40, 45 miles northeast of San Francisco, you find yourself outside of uh, like an extra-sized townhome. Alright, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna... <laughs> just realized that I may not have like mentioned my uh, that I'm back to normal Roxanne now, but uh, I'm just gonna walk up and knock on the front door. Yeah, and Ash answers the door. Ah, I'm unprepared for this, but for the folks at home who might not remember, Ash is the one who is mute covered in tattoos and has a bunch of like etheric solid floating hands around them when they need to do business things right fortunately I don't know sign language <laughs> well as far as you know Ash isn't deaf so right, 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 right. Could... so this is going to be a one way conversation I understand that much yeah Ah, I, just I, just want, I, just, I just want Roxanne to shift into the multi-hour arm form, so it's a hand contest you want, is it? <laughs> Maybe not doing that in broad daylight. I'm just gonna say, uh, hey, Ash. Uh, hey, it's me, Roxanne Harrison. I look a little different. I'm here to see George. They nod, and they got kind of a soft smile on their face, and they, like, jerk their head back towards the inside of the building to indicate, come on in. 
Cool. So you head inside. It's it's a pretty nice place. It's bigger than Emery's house. Definitely has more rooms here on the downstairs and presumably the upstairs to match. And everybody is here. You can see Melissa is at a table in the dining room doing some kind of paperwork and she looks up and smiles and waves at you but then just goes immediately back to it. I don't want to Alex is on the couch playing video games. Tommy is sitting next to him just watching. Buddy, the weird, like, rainbow shadow beast thing is kind of curled up like a cat on the top of the couch. And George and Jack are not currently present. Huh. George and Jack are not currently present. They might be upstairs, though. Yeah, I'll just uh, do a look around and be like, uh, I guess could somebody point me to George? I she upstairs? Tommy, like, full body turns around on the couch that, like, his knees are on the cushion and he's looking over the top of it. She's upstairs. Ah. Alright, I'll just head upstairs then. Nice seeing you, everybody. Hi. By the way, as you are looking around, uh, could you just, like, throw me a sharp roll? Oh, boy. What, what, what ridiculous thing is going to happen to me? I rolled a nine. A nine. Okay, so it's not something ridiculous happening to you. There's something really subtly off about all of them something about the way the light is catching on their skin. Uh-huh. Something off about the way the light is catching on their skin? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm not just gonna say, why are you all acting weird? <laughs> just gonna go upstairs. Yep. In get upstairs and there's you know presumably a whole bunch of bedrooms and closets up here there's one that is open if you poke your head inside and knock on the door you can see george is currently sitting at a computer typing away at something and jack is like on the ground back up against the bed that's in the room meditating knock on the door and just say, uh, hey, hello, can I come in? Ah, yeah. And she closes down what she's working on. Sorry, to, sorry I went downstairs to greet you. It's, uh, it's a couple of things I had to take care of real quick. Yeah, it's fine. How are you, uh, how are you doing? Well, you can see, just with your eyeballs, that she is still wreathed basically from the neck down to the bottoms of her feet in Jack's smoke. And of note, the light isn't catching on them in a weird way, the same way it is for everybody who's downstairs. Huh. Okay. But to answer your question, George just kind of like, well, she shrugs with one shoulder and then she right. like kind of taps with one of her hands on the desk 
and Jack like kind of perks up and now he's watching and now she seems to be moving in a bit more animated a way like she's kind of she's doing a little bit of hand talking she's like well I'm I'm in good health more or less but Jack's got a kind of puppeteer two thirds of my body yeah well you know hopefully I can we can fix that today I'm I'm hopeful I'm feeling hopeful I'm also feeling hopeful. God, are you going to have to, like, move back down to Border Cal when we're done here? That's going to be weird not having you around. And Jack just kind of... He looks halfway between, like, nonplussed and sullen. Hmm. Yeah. So, um... Alright, I guess before I get into this... I assume Jack knows a fair bit about magic. What do you? How much do you like know magically, George? Uh, really, just the stuff that I can do. Not much else. All right, all right. So I kind of had to do some uh, kind of hinky shit to figure out how to do this. Nobody got hurt or anything. A tree got hurt, I guess. But, uh, so, like, let me finish before you ask me any questions. Is that cool? Yeah, all right. All right. So, um... Yeah, just take a seat, and I'm gonna have to... I don't know, give me your hand, the one you can move, and we'll give this a shot. Yeah, she will offer you the one that is properly connected. Alright. Then, I guess I'm going to try and... Uh, I think what move's actually called. Technically, lay I on hands. lay on hands. Lay on hands. Be cool, Roxanne. Oh, I think this boy. is a cool roll. It is a cool roll. Be cool, Roxanne. Mm, Roxanne is pretty cool. Ah, she's very cool, in fact. Roxanne's real fucking cool in this moment. That's real damn cool. It's 12 cool, in fact. Good job not getting yourself cut in half. (laughs) I'm making up for all of the fucking rolls I made last night. (laughs) So, you, you reach out with your... Well... Maybe news the wrong word, but you've, you've definitely been working them out more in the last couple of months than you have in the entire rest of your life combined. Your new wizard senses and feel around George's body. And you can sort of feel where, like, her skin has healed up naturally, the same way Emery's heart did. But then you also find the point where death is still lingering about the wound and you are able to reach in and as absurd as it sounds you can kill that death you are able to just pull the death out of her and dissipate it and with that out of the way just your regular ass healing powers are able to zip her up good as new. 
Yeah, I imagine it's a bit of a process since I've never actually healed anything quite this uh, big. But yeah, no, it it does take a while, and you gotta like come out of it a couple of times, especially once you get to the really complicated stuff like putting her organs back together and her spine, getting that reconnected properly. So it's it's not just like a bam done. You're all better, but this isn't welding metal. <laughs> yeah, this is knitting flesh, and it takes an appropriate amount of time. You're probably just standing there concentrating for good on to 20 minutes, getting her right as rain again. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess when I finish, I just open <laughs> open up all my eyes, because whatever, I'm not going to keep my eyes closed if I'm around people who get it. And... I'm going to ask her, so how do you feel now? So she takes a minute to like find her body again, because she's been disconnected from two thirds of it for almost half a year now. Oh, I, I understand that bit, actually. <laughs> but she's real slowly just like raises the hand that has been cut off and she brings it up to her face closes it, opens it closes it, opens it and like stands real slow, raises one foot, lowers it, raises the other foot, lowers it like bends at the waist side to side, front to back She's, she's got kind of like a like a hmm expression on her face this whole time. She kind of like pokes at her stomach, like, okay, is everything set properly in there? And then she breaks out in just a real big open sunshine smile and like leaps at you to pull you into a hug. Not even gonna fight it. I was expecting this reaction. <laughs> and then you are pulled down to the ground and Jack is now third party in this hug aww <laughs> you've done it you're making me like the weird edgy guy <laughs> damn you he is by the way not in his like spiky smoke ninja armor right now he's just in like a black t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Aw, dang it! That's way less funny than I was imagining it now. No, no, he can he can dress like a normal person when it's time to be a normal person, even if he's not opening his mouth right now because he, he knows how he is and he can't turn it off. So he has a dial, and it's either zero or eleven, and there's no in between. <laughs> I understand yes. this man. <laughs> And the the cowl of smoke around George just dissipates, and Jack like full body relaxes. He's he's been keeping that up. Like you were told previously that he can do it in his sleep. He's good enough at it, but like it's it still requires if not mental effort, then physical effort to keep up. 
So it's like he's had a muscle tensed 24-7 for the past, I don't know, five, six months. I give him a pat on the shoulder. He... It's a small smile, but it is genuine that he gives you. George is kind of like rocking the two of you back and forth and just, we need to celebrate this. And that's the point where Jack can no longer hold himself in and he surges to his feet and he's, agreed, a great feast is demanded for such a momentous occasion. (laughs) Jack's back, baby. Uh, and (laughs) I don't know how you're reacting to this, but George looks a kind of fond that I'm not even going to make you roll to determine is not platonic. Oh no, it was, it was, this is super exactly what I was expecting, actually. (laughs) So three of you can barrel downstairs and George will present herself to everybody. And everybody drops what they're doing. The fucking video game gets paused and the controller's just like halfway thrown across the room. Melissa slams her pen down on the table and gets up. Of note, Buddy leaps off of the back of the couch and like settles onto Alex's shoulders. And he actually like reaches up and pets it, which is weird because... Previously, people couldn't even see him. You were the only one besides Tommy, and that's because you had angel eyes. Right. That's weird, right? I don't say that out loud. I'm just, just, of no, that's weird, isn't it? Okay, I thought, I thought you were saying that out loud. No, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this happy moment until it has to be ruined, I guess. Until whatever fucking hinky shit is going on here gets figured out. Yeah. So, a great feast is in fact agreed upon. Ash and Alex will go out to go shopping. I've tried not to hit the accent too hard, but George definitely has a bit of a Louisiana drawl, and that's what's cooking tonight. You are, of course, invited. Oh, of course I'm going to stick around. Hell yeah. It's Come rude to refuse hospitality when offered. <laughs> and also, this would be way boring if I just went home. So, there's a whole bunch of cooking. You are reminded very much of Emery with the way Melissa conducts herself in the kitchen. And at one point, she actually does call Emery and ask for some advice. You are served a great big pile of... I don't know, Abe, help me out here besides fried chicken and collard greens. Uh, dirty rice. Um, oh, there's a fucking pork dish that I can't remember the name of, which is basically like pork candied in wine and sugar. Isn't gumbo Louisiana? Gumbo's Cajun. Yeah, gumbo's very obvious. Uh, fucking... Pfft, you get me on the spot. Hey, even that much helped me out. Trout almond I guess. Po' boys. 
Bubbles, bubbles are a thing. <laughs> there is maybe too much there's food. There's like a whole lot of Louisiana food that I crawfish etouffee. <laughs> yeah, you really need like leftover crawfish from a boil. Uh, you could do a low country boil. That'd be a hell of a feast, actually. I don't know where the hell you get crawfish in fucking SoCal. Oh, this is well, Medcal. You're a wizard. You figure it out. <laughs> like a low country boil would be a hell of a fucking beast. So yeah, Roxanne, you are at a a celebratory feast with the Medcal team. Lots of talking. Jack at one point just stops restraining himself and he is the most extra thing in the room but everybody just seems kind of used to it by this point like they it, it's fine that's how he is they enjoy his company again of note kind of weird every so often somebody will like pick something up off of their plate and feed it down to buddy huh yeah, I'm just gonna. I guess I will casually bring it up in conversation and just be like, "So, did something happen with Buddy? I don't remember you all being able to like interact." I do the. I do like. Uh, I card my fingers together, you know. George kind of perks up. Oh yeah. Uh, am I gonna get that treatment now that I'm like not on death's door all the time? And everybody who was downstairs when you first arrived kind of looks like partway between put out and thoughtful. And, and Melissa explains to you, so uh, all of us, with the exception of Jack and George, because they've been staying home, it's not safe for them to be out and about. Uh almost died last month. Oh. Wait, a particularly vicious Deadlands monster coming through? There's no clever etymological way to put it. It was some sort of bee samurai. Did you say bee samurai? Yes, bee samurai. Okay. And we right about died. Uh, eviscerated us stabbed us full of holes real bad just about dead at that point Tommy she reaches over and ruffles his hair and he's been looking a little bit better now previously he was like kind of scruffy looking and he had bags under his eyes like he didn't sleep too good but he looks a lot better now a lot more put together <sighs> came up with an idea to keep us going he uh well he kind of channels buddy already just for offensive purposes but he did that more so a lot and then all that fluid that's leaking out of buddy he uh put that in us we have that instead of blood now Oh. And now you realize why light is hitting them weird, and that's because they have a weird Deadlands rainbow fluid for blood. So does that, like, get you high, or...? <laughs> that's... 
I mean, I'm glad to hear that all of you are okay. Like, I mean, as okay objectively as you can be after something like that. Oh, well, it was scary, but we're all stronger for it. Harder, faster, stronger. Better. It's... What did you, uh... How did you call it, Alex? It was as though we were Super Saiyans finding new power upon Death's door. Oh my god! You can just, like, hear the very faintest voice. No! (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot. Wow. Does do you like feel any different? I mean, you feel better, obviously, but like, our uh, our senses are a good deal sharper, but. Outside of that, if there are any psychological effects, we're not aware of them. Huh. Well, wow, I'm just, I'm glad you're all okay. Hey, wow. How about you? You've certainly changed since last we spoke. Yeah, I, uh... I took control of the direction my life was going, I guess. would be the best way to put it. George just kind of puts puts her elbow on the table, puts her chin in her hand, and says, that's a real fucking cryptic way to put that. <laughs> Alright. I used weird magic that I learned from the other side of the Deadlands to basically rewrite what I am as as a being. So uh, now I look like what I want to look like rather than what someone else made me look like. Alex does kind of a low whistle and Ash applauds. Just like a... Melissa points her fork at you and says, that must have been quite an experience. A little bit more understated than you might expect. I mean, like, just a lot of planning. You know, it's like, uh, I only really get one got one chance to do it right. At least I don't want to think about what doing it wrong would have looked like. So, there's a lot of practice, a lot of visualization. I guess like painting a picture or a portrait and uh, it was just over faster than I expected. It was just the thing that it was something and then it wasn't. I mean, I guess I'm used to being other things. As long as you're happy with the result, I guess. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's certainly the fastest. Uh, transformation I've ever been through. (laughs) (laughs) While we are on the subject of things that have changed for you, something has been bothering me that I just haven't had the opportunity to ask about. Is it the eyes? 
No, it's not the eyes. I, I assume the eyes are part of everything else. Okay. I have in my records that that the SoCal team has five members. I can remember four. What happened? Oh, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, I mean, okay, so out of character, I guess I technically allowed to talk about it because, uh, yeah, yeah, they were all there for that. Yeah, um, they know what's up. Yeah, they all know what's up. So you remember uh, the big mean angel dude? I'm sure you all remember uh, quite explicitly how that all went down. Everybody nods in understanding. My brother, Grant, who you probably don't remember, got too good of a look at him with his uh, magic eyes, I guess. And ended up with a bit of him inside of his inner self. I, 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 he only sort of explained this to me, so I'm not an expert. But I guess he had to, like, undo his self. And that sort of branched out to anyone he's ever really met. He, he, uh, I guess there was a little grace period where he was able to, like, reestablish things, but, yeah, he, he doesn't stay in people's heads, I guess. People forget that they have seen him. They just, um, <laughs> time for me to be nerdy. You ever read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Alex raises his hand. It's like something you look at and you, your brain registers it and goes like, oh, that's somebody else's problem and just glosses over it. So like everybody down in SoCal Cal remembers him, but uh, and our parents remember him, but like nobody else really does, I think. Hmm. It is interesting that we are able to notice his absence though. Yeah, it is. Maybe something he did just left a really big impression on you and your brain isn't really, like, letting itself forget that, even with the whole, like, self? I don't know. Uh, I didn't get taught weird self-magic, like, so... Nobody in this room is a classically trained wizard. We are all hyper-focused individuals here. So if there is something bizarre, it would go over all of our heads. It certainly goes over mine. Well, something to figure out after everything is done. Yeah. Something to figure out on uh, 
during the new year, right? Absolutely. Though it will be somebody else's problem, most likely. Yeah, well, who knows how things will go. So you all tuck back into the meal, keep making small talk, until Melissa's cell phone rings, and it is a custom ringtone, and she seems a little put out by it. And we'll be getting to what that means when we come back around to your second event. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so, Dr. Edwin Steiner. That's you. One of these days during this off time, whilst you are in your lab doing something. Doing things, doing science things. Cam just kind of saunters into the room where you're at and says, Hey, boss, uh, come on, time to get your ass kicked. Ah, do I not get enough of that in the normal course of my work? Ah, very well. But, uh, put something on you can sweat in. Alright. I go find, I guess, my summer clothes. I have to dig those out, I guess. Steiner goes and finds a pair of basketball shorts. So, after you have suited up into something comfortable to move around in. Cam leads you down into the garage space, and Morton has affixed a door to a wall, and you know there's nothing back there. Slightly concerned that they've been messing with my lab layout without telling me, but alright, fine. I guess Morton lives here. Yeah, no, like, he's just wrapping up, screwing it into the wall, and then he, like, opens it, and you can see that there's nothing behind it. Like, it's just it's just a wall. It's a wall screwed in the, into the door. It's like a Three Stooges gag. <sighs> All right, I'm just going to wait until you tell me what we're doing. Cam doesn't have eyebrows, but if he did... The look he gives you, you think he might be waggling them. And then he walks up to the, this new door and he presses it up against the walls, close as it goes, so it looks like it's properly closed. And then he just says at the door, training hall. But it's got that like weird effect in your head that you know he's not actually saying that in English. This is right. that weird language that Roxanne likes to speak and that you use to turn your halo on and off. I'll just make a note of how he says that, actually. We'll see if that works for me later. Well, as you do, he opens up the door, and now there's a full-ass room back there. It's got lighting and mats on the ground, and, well, well, not bags, but of note, it does have, like, security cameras in the ceiling. Uh, I actually, you know what? Uh, Steiner's just going to politely clap. It's like a little <laughs> flight clap. Like a little golf clap. Golf clap, yeah. A <laughs> little bit sarcastic, but mostly in earnest. 
Cam takes a bow and then just like motions for you to step inside. Okay. I'm slightly ex- like I would, I feel like Steiner would just slightly be expecting this to be just like a really impressive matte painting, like fucking Roadrunner style. <laughs> but he's still going to like step in there. Yeah, no, this appears to be a real space that exists. So Cam leads you out into the center of the room and has you take a seat and starts helping you through stretching exercises. Do I have to roll to stretch? You don't have to roll to stretch. No, do it. Make him roll cool to stretch. See if he pulls a hamstring. (laughs) No, (laughs) I need him to not pull hamstrings. I need him to not take the day off to recover. So, it's, um, let's, I suppose we're just having a good old sparring match, or do we have some specific exercises in mind for this? Uh, it's more the latter than the former. See, I got, I got word from the little master that you should be used to your body enough that we can start getting you properly used to it. Right. And we're also kind of short on time and I gotta teach Greg everything he needs to know to get you ready. I just kind of throw my hands up. Alright, sure. I'm just I'm just going to roll with it. As the children say. And when I've been inserted to observe I am concerned about how this is going to go. Why the concern? I... I do not know what Cam is capable of. Hmm. It's a fair point, but also I... trust Cam, I suppose. I'm not sure if trust is the right word. I don't believe you have any ill intentions. Cam just kind of shrugs as he helps you into, like, a deep, like, God, I forget what it's called. One where you just, like, sit and you got your legs spread open and you're just going forward. It's for your hips. I I know what you're talking about. I also do not know the word for it. Yeah. And, uh, wow, you're getting real deep into that one. Is this just going to all be stretching, or are we going to actually do stuff at some point? Yeah, we're actually going to get through some stuff, but there's some exposition I need to get through, and that's happening during the stretching. All right. So as Cam pushes you deep into this stretch, and wow, it's real deep. You have never been this flexible in your life. He tells Mm. you, so... Uh... Little Master told me what all happened up there with Sleeping Beauty, all the stuff that got said. And, uh, they want me to clear something up, so you got a, you got a more accurate picture of what you're going to be going up against here. Always? See, Sleeping Beauty said that the big guy was a conqueror, and... You also said that 
the Fae have never been hunted in the night, have never had natural predators, and no, that doesn't work. That's not true at all. And see, I know this firsthand because he points at his, well, where his head would be at the sort of like gold ring. I got all his memories up in here. Which, the little master or the big master? The big man. Huh. Yeah, so apparently the little master is like partially hooked up to him. And that means I got to be partially hooked up to him. And I got, I got a full history up in here. Interesting. And oh boy, do you want to talk about getting hunted in the night? Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the softball-sized bugs that they used to have that could turn their carapaces into, like, adamantium and could move faster than the speed of sound when they wanted to. And, like, storm elementals that could pull all the plasma in the sky into one spot and just drop it on you. Call those thunderstorms. No, 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 no. This isn't just like a, a streak of stray electrons. This is square kilometers of plasma condensed into one spot. It was all that, all up and down. Even the ground was carnivorous in a lot of places. So the big man uh, just got kind of tired of it one day and said, no. I would rather be able to sleep at night. I would rather be able to have the folks I like be able to sleep at night. So I'm going to fix all this. What if you looked at the food saying and just said no? <laughs> yeah. And so he just started fighting all of it. Drove basically every species that he thought was dangerous to extinction. Fought everybody who had a problem with this either into submission or into the grave. And oh boy, let me tell you, that was not a quick and easy process. Time's, time's hinky over on face side, but if, if I had to map it out, if I had to like count seconds, I'd place it close to a million years of just nonstop fighting for this guy. All right, well, we don't have that quite that long. Right, no, no. Now, see, we got kind of lucky here, because uh, that burned him out pretty bad. Fighting that hard for that long, he, uh, he was about at half of what he could possibly be at that. And then from there, he only ever really got worse. Once all the, like, big problems were done forcing like grand order to make the courts that burned a lot out of him and then watching the one person he loved the most wither away and die took a lot out of him and then there was like 500 years where he was trying to locate the afterlife to go chasing him that burned a lot out of him and then once he found the afterlife it went there there was a lot of roaming around because that place is big as fuck. That wasn't great for him. And then he needed a safe place to keep him. So he went to the other side of the afterlife and he had to like 
blast that place clean. That burned a lot out of him. And then, once he went over to Earth to wipe all of you out and got trapped underground on a honestly pretty mana-deficient planet for 5,100 years, this dude is a shadow of his former self. That was a lot of exposition very quickly. Uh, look, I've got probably like two and a half million years of memories up in here that I'm, I'm trying to cliff notes that for you. No, no, I understand. I appreciate that. But that was just like, that was quite a bit. All right, all right. Getting distracted. Let's do what we're here to yeah. do here. Yeah, so, uh, I know how he used to fight, and at that point you are done with your stretching, and he picks you up and walks to the far side of the mat, and I know how he fights now, and, uh, none of y'all are actually ready for that when he's actually properly is gonna try and kill you, but, and... I can kind of approximate it. And you don't see the moment that he moves. You, you in fact, do not realize that he has moved until the flat of a rapier is resting on your shoulder. And Cam is now behind you, and it's... you. He, it's not that he disappeared from your sight. He just stopped being in front of you at some point, and your brain was not ready for that to the point of where you just didn't process it until you knew he was gone. I see you have mastered sweet fighting. <laughs> so, here's the trick. Here's the trick. Is I've been told, I've been told by Greg, and I've been told by the little master, that you have got a special set of eyes that can help you with folks who fight funny. A great pie, yes. Yeah, so... I am going to fight like the big man. Greg is going to learn how the big man fights so he can tell you what's coming. But we got to get you fast enough to react to that. Oh, you did just kind of move faster than I can process thoughts. So I'm not sure how much training can fix that. But, um... Well, for the first bit, it's really just going to be me kind of zipping around and tapping you with this here sword. But once uh, once Greg starts to get a profile going, we're going to put that on you, and then you're going to start trying to learn how to react to it. And I know, I know, it seems impossible now, but you are underestimating exactly how much magic you got in you. Hmm. All right, I can't think of any other thing I want to say to you right now, so let's just get this going. All right. T take a stance, boss. Let's see if you can get lucky in this first round. And this isn't going to really count for anything. This is just going to be if you can get lucky. I, I want you to roll tough. I want you to roll tough at like a minus three. Oh, I am absolutely not winning that because my tough is already minus one. Oh, no. Well, maybe you can get a partial success at least. 
Not likely. See? <laughs> How about a three? Okay. Yeah, no. Cam is trying to tell you that you can be fast enough to react to this, but you are not feeling it for the moment. <laughs> it is well slow. But you you put a couple of hours into this and, you know, when you call for breaks, Cam doesn't push you on it and you don't... You're not done in a day. Because Gregory can't see this guy move either, he's just sort of working with like before and after projections, and so it takes a lot longer than just a couple of minutes that Gregory Fi normally does to build a profile. But on like the fourth day, Gregory tells you to put the goggles on. He has the beginning of something. All right, let's see what we've got then. So, again, the two of you into the training room, go through your stretches, and then you turn Gregory Fi on, and he gives you, like, four possibilities. Hmm. Multiple choice, my favorite kind of test. So, I want you to just pick. I know which one is correct, but I want you to pick one, two, three, or four. I like four. I like the number four. So I'm going to roll with that. <laughs> All right. And then I want you to roll me tough again, but now at a minus two. You picked poor. I did slightly better. <laughs> you did, in fact, do slightly better. It's, it's very slight. You could feel that you were like a little bit closer this time. You were definitely wound up facing the wrong direction, although it was not the worst direction. The correct answer was three, which is close to four. And you you did start moving sooner than before, so you are starting to build up a little bit of an instinct, but it's nowhere near good enough yet. You know what? Like, three actually was my first thought, then I thought, no, three is too obvious. I'm just going to go with four. <laughs> you have to learn to trust your instincts here. Don't overthink it. So again, this is more and more days of this happening. And, you know, there's the day long break where you go to gather blood from the Fey Royals. And there's, you know, when you want to do other stuff and you're insistent about, no, I don't want to get my ass kicked today. I'm tired of getting jumped by an angel over and over and over. I need a break. He relents. Got things to do. But he does make it as constant as he possibly can. Right. And you do actually feel yourself starting to speed up a bit. There's a kind of like, you are thinking about being faster, reacting sooner. And whatever weird shit works with magic that responds to thoughts is starting to respond to you. And you are starting to move faster in these training sessions. I have to aim where he's going to be, not where he is. <laughs> and Gregory, of course, develops this profile finer and finer and finer. And by the time the next hunt rolls around, it's down to a 50-50 shot. 
He's got two guesses as to where Cam is going to end up. So, hey, pick one. One or two. Uh, one. All right. Roll me tough now at a minus one. A nine. Hey, a nine. So, congrats, you chose correctly. And you start turning before Cam moves, and you are almost into just completely facing where he ends up by the time he's there. He's still faster than you're reacting. Like, his, the, the tip of his sword is now pointing directly at the tip of your nose. But there is definitely significant progress there. And Cam actually, like, dematerializes the sword, and now it's your turn for a little golf clap. Huh. Progress. Eh? For you know it, you'll be as fast as you need to be to not get chopped to pieces. I need to get a couple level ups and put some points into luck. Or tough, rather. No, not, not cannon. <laughs> time and effort, I suppose. We have the effort, just not the time. Well, I don't, I don't have anything for that. This is just... You're going to have to put in every second you can spare if we're going to make this happen. Should we don't have a hyperbolic time chamber. I have been instructed not to mess around with time magic. That's fair. The one time I was involved with that, it didn't really work well for anyone, especially the user. <laughs> one of us said we're supposed to apologize to the... F that didn't happen? Shit. Yeah, I remember that. I got told about her. She's uh, she's up in Elysium. Hmm. Was Roxanne who was supposed to do that? I have to remind her. I don't think she did that. Cam just kind of shrugs. And it's a little late now, but better late than never. Hmm. Uh, getting distracted. On guard, boss. I actually am, like, going to end character after the training session, fire off with text Roxanne. Did you ever apologize to that fairy's family? <laughs> Me? No. I forgot. Well, it's not actually so much that I forgot, is that, uh... You don't care? No. <laughs> wow! That was rude. Mean. That was mean, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't so much that I forgot, was that I was... I don't know, I never really felt like it was the right time to do it. And then all this rolled around and it's like, well, I can't really spend time doing the little things because I got to spend time doing uh, the big things. And so it just didn't happen. All right. And we're not out of downtimes yet. Right, but eh. You can just like send them a gift basket or something. Oh, sorry, 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 I killed your daughter. Killed your daughter. Here's Enjoy a fucking assortment of chocolate-covered fruit. Yeah, I was literally going to say, <laughs> here's some edible arrangements. Today's podcast is sponsored by Edible. A great thing to send after you murder someone. Edible. I'm sorry you murdered your kid. 
You can have that slogan for free, Edible. I won't charge. <laughs> Christ. Okay. Grant. Yes. What are we doing today? Well, since I got Idol out of my fucking head and I know how to counter his bullshit a little bit, I have improved my oubliettes. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. And, um... Almost. Not quite. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to take Sam in there and I'm going to hopefully not completely kill him asking these questions. Maybe I should also... No, because the chamber is supposed to, like, completely negate... I guess I could always bring Roxanne and have her heal him after the fact, if it still gets through. Either way. So, of note, it's been enough months that, like Emery, Sam has just naturally healed. Yeah, I figured as much, but, like, I don't want to, like, push him and then have be like, sorry, you're shit out of luck for the next couple months. I, I want to be able to heal him, and now that I know what that is i would like i guess i'll text roxanne after the fact if it goes south but for now i'll leave her out of this so go and of note we have to do a little bit of chronology here because Mm -hmm. in order to isolate your oubliette from adol you um it's a takes a combination of self and death magic and you don't know how to do that by the end of your previous downtime, so this has to happen before that. Okay. Fair enough. So, you go borrow this library book from his apartment building, what he is still confined to, Mm -hmm. and escort him to your oubliette, and once he gets inside and you shut the door, he, like, twitches... And, and kind of like looks around at the ceiling like he's expecting something. All right, so um, hopefully the Pale Rider can't hear us anymore. Wow, what the hell? Yeah, I did. I've been busy, Sam. I've been yeah, real busy. No sh- uh, no shit, no. Okay, so, 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 um, he is, oh god, he's right outside. Like, I can hear him knocking on the door, but he's okay. outside. Okay, we don't have a lot of time then. So, last time you said you knew that there was a specific weakness that you had to exploit. What the, f- what are we talking about here? What do you have to do? <sighs> okay, okay, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. I have, I occasionally, very, very occasionally have, like, prophetic dreams. Okay. It's like shit shit comes to me. And one of these dreams, I got I got a pair of like long strings of numbers. And one of them turned into a set of coordinates. And I I followed that up and it took me to Northern California, it took me to this hill in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you know, it, it was latitude, longitude, and altitude, and the altitude put me under the ground. So right. I tried to scry under the ground but there was there was some kind of wall there I couldn't see and I'm I'm patroned to a fae so I've got the vox and I, I figured that could help me 
break through it. So I turned that on, and it did. And I guess you know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other one, the, the other one is, um, how I got to where you found me. And I'm, so it was, it was a, it was a much shorter string. It's, it's just 11 digits. And then like in, in the dream, they like split apart and then split apart again and then turned into Spanish La sangre del ignorante. I don't speak Spanish. The blood of the ignorant. Okay. That. And I'm like, going to tell you right. And like, the, there's a bunch of ways that you can like turn ignorante. And I, I, in, in my head, it just, it made most sense to turn it into unknowing. And I thought like, who doesn't know things? And it's, it's gotta be like people who don't know anything about what's going on like none of it none of the magic none of the monsters nothing so like that's that's what you need you got to spill that okay and that's what i was doing when you jumped me in my basement okay so um i'm glad you gave that to me because there's this whole thing that we're working on uh that is precisely one tenth of the solution. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... You, we know... Eight now of the, uh... Of the people that we need. There's the blood of the children. True love. Void. Champion. Escort. Wounded. Inheritor. And ignorant. Unknowing. Etc. Um, so... I'm... Cl- I'm glad I saved your life for more reasons than one. You've become truly, truly invaluable. And I like to think is sort of a good friend. We've, we've done this a lot and it's weird to think of you as a friend, but I kind of do. So, um, oh, did we, did we already successfully identify them? Is it, is it legitimately Dave? No, I, I told you what it is. I just told you what it is. Sam's not guessing with that. Oh. 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 He goes, so who's the unknowing? It's 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 what I just said. It's people who don't know anything. Oh, literally anyone that doesn't know about this shit. I think so. I don't know if, like what kind of volume you need. I don't know if it has to be like a bunch of people. I, I think it has to be a bunch of people. That's what feels correct to me. Just the blood of a bunch of people who don't know anything about any of what's going on. Okay, time to rob a hospital of their blood bank. <sighs> but, um... But, yeah, uh... That's great. I'm glad we didn't let you do it. Because I don't want you to have done that for nothing because like I said you got exactly one tenth of the solution and I know your heart was in the right place but I know you would have felt bad about it before you would have felt absolutely fucking awful about it when you realized that that was not all of it and you did it essentially for nothing I I mean I was I was 
planning to die with the explosion, so I wouldn't have felt any way about it. Mm. Okay, well. <sighs> anyway, um, thank you. Uh, do you want to stay in here a little bit longer while he's still outside the door, essentially? Uh, I'm kind of worried that he's going to get pissed off if I just hide out in here. Fair enough. Um, we do have a way to work around the whole taking forever to heal thing if he gets to you again. So, uh, don't worry about that. If, if he tries to do that again, we will take care of it for you. Yeah, okay. Alright, uh, and at that point I will open the door. Yeah. And then he just kind of flinches again. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Back in order. Hello again. So I will escort Sam back to his room, and I will then text the group. On the way back, he, he does ask you, so you've got the, you got Vox and I, right? Yeah. How are you getting that? Uh, I stole it from Tarira, and then when I re- when it became unable to sustain by having it stolen, I now owe her a lifetime of favors until I decide to give it back. Huh. Okay. Well, that's good. That means you're not. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a better arrangement than mine, I think. Ultimately. Who, why? What happened with you? Uh, I'm I'm patron to someone I used to date. That's right. Who? Who? Uh, like, it, the, oh, okay. It's just okay. It was it wasn't a big name. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, Sater from the summer court. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm actually dating uh someone from the other side too so he gets a real peculiar look on his face and he asks you about how old are they um I'm not sure how old she was when she left the spring court but she's at least old enough to have known New York as New Amsterdam at one point huh so that's like what, like 250 years? Uh, don't actually know much about American history. Uh, closer to like 400. Oh, okay. Why? What's, uh, what's your, what's your like magic potential? How old are you projecting to be? Oh, me? Um, after. After Tarira took away 60 years, about 250, 260. Um, it's close to 600. So assuming that she left, assuming that she was in the spring court for less than 200 years, yeah, you should be good. Okay. That's ominous but okay do you right. 
what did did yours just like come over here super early and uh and just age no there's there's a well age out is a good way to put it uh okay no one's told you all right come on in he invites you into the little apartment that he's had reserved okay and it's it is it is furnished. This is his living space, and he is very close friends with the head of Las Estrellas. So mm-hmm. it isn't like he's living in squalor in here. And he'll actually like pop a beer for himself and then offer one to you. Yeah, I'll take it. And I'll like flop down back on the couch and be like, "Ah, oh, okay." So there's this thing. There's this thing with the longer-lived races. There, there's no like official name for it. We all just kind of call it the derangement. The, the thing is, is that like the the older they get, the bigger their personal sort of like time frame goes. The more detached they become from like the small time frames of humans. Oh. Yeah, it's it tends to start setting in around 300 you actually see it in a lot of mid-tier mages once they start getting towards the end of their lives but it doesn't tip over into being dangerous typically until they hit like 800 years Hmm. and when that happens they tend to stop thinking of people as people and they really have two choices they either have to go back to the Feywilds like, forever, because that's the only place that it's safe to be. Or they can force the issue and stay here, and then the courts have these like special knights that come hunt them down and execute them. Huh. Yeah. Hold on. Real quick. Real quick. Can... I roll sharp to see if that's what Tirira fucking had me do. That she lied about him being like some weirdo who just like lambasted the court too much and was instead just, you know, an aged out fay that she decided to execute and just had me do it. I'm not going to have you roll for it because there's no way you can know for sure without asking but there mm-hmm. it, it is a possibility it's it's unlikely because sam just told you that they have people specifically to do this but the possibility does exist yeah but also like she kind of Reads me like I, I wouldn't say like exactly like one of her nights. I'm pretty sure she does not hold me in such high reverence, but like I would like there's always like this possibility that maybe she's like working me up to that. So again, there is a possibility, even with a role, you can't know for sure. Okay, fair enough. I will say this though you have heard of a very particular order of knights that the Fey courts have. You haven't heard of them in forever. They came up during the Disneyland hunt. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember this. You Magpie did tell you that the courts basically have walking weapons of mass destruction who don't give a fuck and are sent in to deal with particularly aberrant fae. Hmm. 
that okay. like th- were not put here on Earth on purpose. All right. Yeah. So, if your girl's only like six hundred, you should. Well, yeah. If she, you you should die of old age before she ages out. You should be good. It's it happens, but it's rare that it sets in early. You should be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um. I hope so because holy shit, it messed me up when the DHEA took her from me. Like. Oh, hey, yeah. See, there's a good example. You got her back, right? Yeah. Yeah. How messed up did she seem by that? Uh. I mean, she seemed. She seemed more trying to keep me together than she seemed messed up by it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. See, that's that's it starting to set in. Like, how long was she gone? little over three years yeah so when you get to being five or six hundred years old three years is like it's it's nothing it doesn't even register on your time scale whereas for you you're still working on regular humans time scale three years is massive okay honestly she was probably just like this is just me guessing here. I don't know her. I don't know what her personality's like, anything like that. If I had to guess, though, with my experiences with Faye, who have started to age out, honestly, it was probably just, like, obnoxious to her. She probably felt that she just had better things she wished she could be doing. and This was an obnoxious thing keeping her from it. She probably wasn't too worried about it, though, because like she was going to outlive the entirety of the DHEA, probably the entirety of the country. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. All right. Well, uh, it's it's been nice. It's been nice talking to you. Um, I've got other stuff I need to be doing to get rid of our good mutual friend. So, yeah. Uh, once it's all gone, I'll uh, I'll take a drink in proper like. How's that sound? Sounds great. Maybe I'll take you to go see New York. That'd be nice, yeah? Yeah. I've never been that far east. Before I moved over here, I'd never been this far west. <laughs> Just kind of claps you on the shoulder a couple times. Yep, give him a give him a nice uh, handshake and then head on out. And, uh... At that point, I'm going to go home and see if Amalia is still there. Because, like, I, again, I'm not going to, like, Vran's not going to fucking keep her locked up in the house just to make sure that she's safe. Uh, She is her own person. If she wants to put on her glamour, go out and have a nice day. That is up to her. Yeah, but it's more narratively interesting to have the people that you want to talk to be present. Yeah. I mean, I could have said I I waited for her to be home. But, yeah, uh, she's home. uh, And when he... When he gets home, he goes, Hey, Amalia. Hey, Graham, what's up? I love you. Yeah, you too. And then uh, at that point, he will go over for smooches, and that's where we can close it out. Well, I did kind of interrupt you getting down to other business. 
Oh no no no! That was just a that was just a thing I wanted to ha have to close out the um the scene. I didn't actually have anything planned. Okay. Yeah. So, Grant has officially shared the eighth identity. Oh yeah, that that too. Yes, I texted out the eighth identity, and I'm and uh and then the text after that is um blood bank heist question mark. <laughs> <laughs> So, Roxanne, mm -hmm. you might recall that we ended your last downtime event with you and the Midcal group having a big Louisiana-style feast to celebrate George's return to full health. Yes, I believe then, you said a feast or something yes. to that. <laughs> <laughs> I did definitely have those words come out of Jack's mouth, among others. But we specifically ended with Melissa getting a phone call, and it seemed like the ringtone was very personalized. Hmm. So, as the ringtone goes off, she has a very exasperated look on her face and she excuses herself from the table and answers it and everybody looks a mix of annoyed and bemused hmm i mean it would be i feel like it would be rude for me to ask what's happening but i'm going to do it because it would because it will narratively make the story more interesting so i'm just going to be like uh is that something to be worried about? Uh, it's more that we're going to have to put all of this stuff in the fridge and then come back in like 30 minutes. What's up? Well, that right there is Melissa's sister-in-law. And she knows about all of the magic stuff. And she's kind of the ghosts and goblins equivalent of a hypochondriac. Oh. <laughs> okay. So. You're gonna show up and go, what's up demons, it's your boy, and uh, make sure everything's good and then come back, I guess. George just kind of puts her head in her hands. She says, normally we, we would have told her to just stuff it by now, but, uh, and then Melissa comes back over to the table and she like slams her phone down on it, but I'm cursed. Some obnoxious Deadlands creature cursed me ages ago, and even though we killed it, it stuck around. I am cursed with dramatic irony. So if I don't show up, that'll be the one time when it's real. So we always have to show up. <laughs> That's a really good curse. Well, then, if it's dramatic irony, why don't I come with you just in case? Yeah, sure. The more the merrier. Everybody get your shoes on. Apparently we have a killer demon video game on the loose. 
Oh my god, it's just Sonic Exe. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Beast Island. <laughs> so, everybody gets their shoes on and loads up into a couple of cars. And nobody has to turn on Google Maps because they all know this route by heart by now. <laughs> Sorry, Greed Island. That was the joke I was trying to make. I can't wait to go to Greed Island. <laughs> and you wind up in this nice little suburb. And you all file out, knock on the front door. And this real small, real thin woman opens the door and ushers all of you inside and she is introduced to you as Lisa and Lisa explains to you that one of her co-workers sons got addicted to a video game and played it until he died <laughs> and this is definitely some kind of monster witchcraft is it World of Warcraft? No, all the kids are into Fortnite now. No, it's 2012. I don't think Fortnite, Fortnite exists. exists. Fortnite, that's right. That's right. It is 2012. <laughs> it is I who is owned. What expansion was World of Warcraft on in 2012? At this point, it's Mists of Pandaria that came out in September. Oh, yeah, that explains why he died. There, there you go. That explains it. <laughs> he died picking flowers in the starting zone of Mists of Pandaria. <laughs> I'm fucking stand here until the rare weapon spawns, and I'm not moving until then. <laughs> so, you are all given this co-worker's address. I guess we're gonna go check it out. I mean, I'm following them. So if they decide to go check it out. Yeah, and, and they gotta... They have to, or else it'll definitely be real. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> so, this time you wind up driving into a nearby city, whose name I'm not going to bother to look up. You find an apartment building, and discussions are happening as to whether you want to break in, or try and, like, go in the normal way. What's the normal way? Just, like, charm our way in? Yeah, knocking on the front door and talking to this bereaved father. Mm -hmm. And partway through the discussion, Alex offers, how's, uh, how's about we see what our, uh, our intern does? Yeah, what do you think? RH. Well, first of all, I take I take offense to being called an intern, but yeah, sure, why not? Melissa looks actually kind of amused at the idea, and she says, "Yes, it'd be it'd be quite stimulating to see how Emery trains their proteges." Has Emery ever trained me? <laughs> I don't think so. 
I don't think. No. <laughs> she trained you the same way Seymour trains people, which is just throw them into the deep end and hope they live. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they did. Well, actually, no, I kind of just tagged along and then didn't die, so, like, <laughs> this is true. things went well. And they offered me a job, so... Yeah, okay. I have ideas how I'm going to do this. This isn't the first house I've broken into. Alright, so, what do you do? So, what's this place look like? Just a pretty normal, like, three-story apartment building. Oh, it's an apartment. Okay, well, I think the best way to start this would be to read a bad situation. So, uh, I'd like to read a bad situation. Yeah, all right. Do it to it. A nine. A nine. You get, get one. Yeah. I know. What's my best way in? Well, your best way in, if you don't want to talk to the bereaved dad is to just wait until he leaves for some reason and then you are able to teleport short distances to places that you can like immediately see that that sort of counts for the purposes of your I have been there before so just like turning into a snake and slithering up a gutter to a nearby window and looking inside and then just dipping yourself inside and unlocking the front door. That's kind of where my head was at, yeah. It's probably your easiest way in. It's like early November still, right? Yeah. Sometime within the first two weeks. Would you say it is uh, before the 6th? of November. It can be if you want it to be. Fantastic. Uh, because that means it's right before the election. <laughs> okay. First things first, I'm going to find out how he's home. I'm going to go knock on his door. I'm going to roll a d2. And if it's a 1, he's home. And if it's a 2, he's not. He is not home. Hmm, okay. Well, he's not home. So that means that I don't have to do the, the improvisation. I'm going to pretend to be canvassing for Obama in middle California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, a fair better than Mitt Romney. Yeah. Marginally. Uh, yeah. Okay, then, uh, what, what floor is his apartment on? I'm just gonna try and get to, uh, his balcony and find a way in, I guess. Yeah, I'll say second floor. Yeah, I'll just, uh, he's not home. I'll just make my way up the gutter, then, and teleport my way in. Give me, uh, just give me an act under pressure roll. You get a plus one for your read-a-bad-situation answer. A nine. A nine. You rattle the gutters a bit, and you can hear some of the people in other apartments, like, opening their windows to check out the gutter, see what's up. Huh. But, like, you don't hear anybody screaming about a big snake. 
Okay. I know my eyesight's not good, but I should be able to see into the apartment as a snake, though, right? Yeah, well enough. Yeah, I'll just pop myself into the apartment then. Done and done. Before I turn back into a human, do I smell anything weird in the apartment? Uh, nope. Cool. You do smell, you do from one room smell like the scent of an unwashed person. Like, they're not there anymore, but... Why, like, somebody was in a room for a long time and the room smells of them because they are unwashed. Yeah. Well, I know what I know which room the son lived in. So, yeah, I, I probably told everybody what I was doing beforehand, and I have now, uh... I told them to just wait for me to open the door or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I just unlock it and... And everybody comes on inside. Shit, I should... Ah. I suddenly had the thought, like, shit, what if there are cameras inside? But, oh well. Alright, should have thought about that before. Oh well. I can have an alibi by uh, saying that I was not in the city at the time. Because <laughs> I can true. literally not be there if I need, if yeah. I need to be. Yeah. Alright. So, with everybody inside beginning to turn the place upside down, looking for anything... What do you do? I'm gonna check out the stinky room. Alright. Well, this is the room of somebody in their mid to late teens. So they were playing a game that got them killed. Presumably. Is the story. Yeah, that's the story. I don't know, I'm gonna look around, see if they have, like, like, a computer or a game console or something like that. He's got a PS3. Well, fuck it, I'll turn the damn thing on and see what's on there. Alright. Disk drive appears to be empty. Alright. That's an interesting thing. I mean, the father probably might have, like, I don't know, taken the disk out before he, uh, after the son died and fucking snapped it or smashed it with a hammer. That's something I could believe a bereaved father would do. At some point, it might be good to roll investigate a mystery. Uh, make me roll instead of role play. I guess. <laughs> Throw dice in this dice game. Fuck you, 11. Fuck, Fuck me, an 11. You get two. Uh, okay. What happened here? (laughs) Well, based on the imprint in the chair and the smell in the room and like if if you pick over it, the gunk crusting on the handles of the PS3 controller, it does seem like somebody played the PS3 for an absolutely unhealthy amount of time. I clean my PS4 controllers. And they're like, if you you pick around the room even more, you can see that they're like, there aren't any cans of monster energy or bags of chips or anything. 
There's no sign of this guy eating or drinking. No either. poop sock. No poop sock. No poop to poop sock. Uh, uh. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Since I get two questions, I'll ask the other one. What is being concealed here? With the uh, obvious caveat, if anything. So what's being concealed here is that you did actually have the correct thought there earlier. You get the thought, you know, Lisa had to have gotten the idea that this kid died because of the video game from somewhere, presumably from the dad, which means the dad blames the video game, probably did something with it, and then you go and pick through their trash, and hey, there's a disc in the trash. All right, cool. Does it seem like a normal-ass disc? Uh, at first blush, yeah, it seems pretty normal. It's definitely not a game you've ever heard of. It's called Orbital Funk Princess. Okay, okay, I absolutely refuse to believe that Roxanne, of all people, would have never heard of the game Orbital Funk Princess. See, it would be in character for her to have heard of it were these specific circumstances not in play. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. I'm gonna Google Orville Funk Princess on my phone, I guess? Uh, if you put it in quotes, zero results. Or at least zero relevant results. Nothing about any video games underneath this name. Huh. So... You have a copy of a video game that, according to the internet, doesn't exist in your hands. What do you do? I'm just going to say, I'm just going to give everyone the, uh, get everyone's attention and say, Hey, uh, this game, as far as I can tell, doesn't exist. Like, nothing on the internet about it. Oh, by the way, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Um, you are in fact holding the game. I need you to roll plus cool. God damn you. <laughs> I rolled a nine. A nine. You know what? You, you might have a better chance of understanding what was up if you actually played the game. You think to yourself. That seems like a terrible idea. No, but you sound, it sounds like a great idea to you. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a thought that you are having and do not find odd. <sighs> okay. I don't see how this is a diff- any different from failing this role, so I'm going to go do it. I'm going to... Well, I'll voice my thoughts and no, if say... If you had failed the role, I would have just told you to go play it. Okay. I'm going to voice the thought and say, I guess if there's anything up with it, I would have to play it to find out. I'm just gonna make my way towards the PS3. Everybody seems a little bit concerned. I'm gonna say Tommy and George come into the bedroom with you to watch, but everybody else stays out. Cool, 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 cool. And you put it in. And you start playing, and it's a it's a pretty bog standard first person shooter. Like it's oh. it's interesting graphics at least, and interesting sound design. But like the gameplay itself is, 
I mean, objectively, it's not great, but wow, you're having a lot of fun. You should keep playing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you should definitely keep playing. Hmm. Hmm. Partway through, Tommy kind of like elbows you and he's like, my turn, my turn. And you don't want to give him a turn. Just, uh, just let me go more level. Ah, come on. My turn. Nah, just, just let me one more level. Come on, I don't even own a PS3. You can have it. You can have it afterwards. <sighs> Rule me cool again, but now at a minus one. <laughs> six. Oh, that's a six. That's a six. Man. You really could just, like, sit here and marathon this game. This rules. Man, fuck Adel. Your brother and Steiner can handle that. <laughs> hmm. 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 Hey, can I, uh, can I do a thing? You can tell me what thing you want to do. I want to literally use force of will. But also, <laughs> I want to use the move force of will. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll weird, and I rolled a twelve. There we go. Rolled a twelve. What's the uh, what's the ten plus effect on Force of Will? Well, on a ten plus, you can spend luck to instantly snuff out a powerful spell or strange effect, but also uh... on a hit, momentary magics are canceled completely, and long-lasting spells and effects are temporarily suspended. Yeah. Yeah, some some bit of your like angel instinct kicks in and you say a word. What word is it? What word or phrase do you say to get yourself to stop playing? Xbox turn off. <laughs> <laughs> this is a PS3 ape. <laughs> Come on. So, that's why it's it gonna be logically so consistent. No, it but I was actually going to say off and I don't know maybe just like have, have, the, have the fucking power go out yeah the, the PS3 and the television both just snap off completely I fucking throw the controller across the room yeah no it's like so you, you snap out of it sort of but like like you can feel it buzzing just under your skin that you want to turn that back on and play more but you've got You've got enough force of will now to not immediately do so. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, hmm, how do I? How can I handle this without uh, handling it? I guess. Okay, here's the question: How are uh, you? Said George and Tommy are in the room with me. How are they reacting? Yeah, George just seems kind of wigged out a bit. Tommy's clutching at his head like he's got a bit of a headache. Uh, yeah, so this thing is definitely... This thing is definitely, uh, actually... There's something wrong with it. Yeah. You, uh... You flip it out and screech it at the PS3 like you're a dial-up modem. Sure, uh... Sure leads me to believe something's wrong. Yeah, uh... Wow, how did that 
How did that? Okay, okay. We need to uh put our heads together. Tell everybody else what we know. Yeah, uh, Alex comes into the room and he's like, "I heard what sounded like a controller getting wanged across the room. Is everybody okay in here?" Yeah, no. Uh, video games actually possessed or something. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, huh. this is some actual stuff. He like pokes his head out of the door into the hallway and just kind of hollers, Hey, uh, hey, boss lady, it's actually real this time. And you just hear Melissa from the other side of the apartment shout, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Piss. Shit. Curses. Okay, so, so, don't touch it. Uh, in fact... I fucking I'm gonna take the fucking power the cords off the off the back of the PS3 and I'm just going to like I don't know tear them in half literally so they're so unusable it can't even be turned on correct just put the fucking power cables into your hammer space I don't want to hold on no but them. then you could access them later yes exactly so uh Okay, so what should we do with <sighs> Okay, I've got a really stupid idea. Uh-huh. I need you all to bear with me. I'm going to try and move the the console. But if I start getting weird, I need you to I don't know, punch me in the face or something. There's a little bit of snickering, but Everybody does seem to, like, subtly shift into an action-ready stance. So somebody brought this up a couple of uh, sessions ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the PS3 and I'm going to teleport to the Gate to Elysium and toss the fucking PS3 through it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well... Record yourself while doing so, and then say, uh... And- and then just like post it on YouTube as like uh, triggering the libs by destroying a PS4, a PS3. Uh, so good news, it works. Weird news, it pops and sparks and bangs, kind of like you're throwing something exceptionally conductive up against an electrified fence. Or, like, laying a balloon across two telephone wires. Huh. So... It worked. But... Something happened. It it worked, but I'm, I'm trying to sell you on, like, there is definitely some stronger-than-average magic in that disc. And it complained when it touched the gate. Oh, come on! But is it destroyed? Yes, there are no remains. The whole PS3 is gone along with it, I assume? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna pop back in and say, so whatever was in that thing was 
the last time I did something like this, it didn't really, like, respond the way it happened this time. Uh, but the disc is, like, gone, gone, gone. I, I kind of threw it at the equivalent of a magical paper shredder. Yeah. Okay, that works. And then Melissa just kind of rolls her neck. Uh, now the difficulty is whether this is the only copy. I can't imagine it is. Okay, so... Immediate threat removed. Either we bought it from somewhere, there's going to be a receipt, or somebody gave it to him. And I don't think he bought it from somewhere. That seems... Odd. I don't know. Does, does this kid have a computer? He does have a computer, yes. Uh, I want to, like, go through his computer, check his, like, email or something, see if he, like, got it through eBay or something. See if he's dumb, dumb enough to, like, left his oh, himself logged into his email. Yeah, all right. Can, uh, give me a sharp roll. I guess another investigative mystery. Okay, let's try investigating again. A nine. A nine. I ask, where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> and twist it into, where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Don't say it. <laughs> yeah. like. Already did. Yes. Okay. Where did this disc come from? At the very so, least, I want to know if he ordered it from somewhere. What you wind up finding is an order form from, like, a mom and pop video game store. Like, one of those ones that almost doesn't exist nowadays. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it it had a bunch of, like, on-sale games in it. Just, like, a bunch of under $5 on it. And this was one of them. Can I find the address of this mom and pop place? Yep. Cool. Let's get out of this apartment before the dad comes home and check out this mom and pop place and see where they got it from. Why not? Just a suggestion. I'm not in charge here. Everybody agrees that it seems like a wise enough move. Try and trace it to the source. I wonder if I have fingerprints to have left over in this form. Does new human Roxanne still have fingerprints? Interesting question. Yes. Oh, well, I don't live here. (laughs) (laughs) And also don't have a criminal record, I don't think. Eh, That's really up to you to decide. Well, either way, you know what, if the father like comes back and figures out that the PS3 is missing. Maybe he'll just assume he threw it out himself. Or maybe hmm. he'll just decide it's better off not to find out where it went. Who knows? Not your problem. Somebody else's problem. So this mom and pop shop is right is on the the, the outermost outskirts of San Francisco. Are you going to go there during operation hours or while it's closed? I feel like if we go there during operational hours, we can at least act like interested customers. And if that doesn't yield anything, we can just come back later after it's closed. Yeah, fair. 
really now I I really want to see Jack try to subtly question someone about <laughs> this. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but this team has had him around long enough to know better. Damn it. They are sending the sensible team in that specifically being Melissa, Alex, Tommy, and Roxanne. It's being like, here's a married couple and their tiny son and adult daughter. None of them really look alike aside from some of them have brown hair, but hey, are you going to question us for customers? Adoption is a thing. I was going to say, I'm adopted. I'm really sensitive about it. <laughs> I told her yet. We adopted her when she was like 16. <laughs> Just leave it be. Look, Roxanne was a very troubled teen. She had a really bad problem with stealing knives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Anyway. So... Mom and Pop's second-hand video game store. I haven't thought of a name and I'm not going to, but you're there now, and it's open. Oh, it's got, like... It's got one of those super generic names. It's called, like... I'm gonna name the same place, the same as this place here in Vegas. It's called Game Haven. Yeah, right. If you don't commit gamer sins, that's where you go, go when you die. <laughs> don't Game Haven, not heaven. Gaming. Gaming. <laughs> Gaben. Anyway. Gaben. Anyway. What do you do? I'm gonna pretend to browse a little bit and I don't know, see if I see if I like catch anything else that seems really like out of place. I'm not exactly a gamer, but I feel like I don't know, look for something that doesn't seem like it, it that seems like out of place and then I don't know look it up on my phone to see if I run into another one that is weird just to see if this is like the source of these weird games well I'm not going to make you roll for it because you are hyper attuned to it to the degree that you are getting shakes there is another copy of Orbital Funk Princess on one of the shelves And oh my god. Can you just like can you just steal that? Mm. You've, you've got a hammer space. It should fit in there. You could just like bit behind the counter, snatch it, and leave. That'd be fine, right? Uh, I really I really shouldn't though. I need to I need to figure out where it came from. What do you do? You have identified that there's another copy in this store. I'm going to at least make it obvious to uh, Melissa and Alex that I I spotted another copy. Yeah, just right. Be like I need I need you to make sure I don't steal that thing because I'm I'm going to steal that thing if you let me. Like if if you don't if you let me get away with it, I'm just going to steal that thing. Alex like puts an arm around your shoulder and kind of like steers you to the opposite side of the room You'll, so you're like full body facing away from it cool. also maybe keep an eye on Tommy if it's doing this to me it might be doing it to him 
Well, they're actually going to use Tommy for this one. He is going to point it out, and the guy behind the counter is going to, you know, come over and ask what he wants, and he's going to call out the the one with the funny name, Orbital Funk Princess. And you hear the guy behind the counter just kind of like, he expresses that it's weird because it like, he doesn't remember purchasing it. It just kind of showed up in his inventory. He sold another one like a week ago and he doesn't remember placing an order and he's never heard of it before, but it's, it's here. And you know, he's, he's at, at some point he just starts to like, ramble at Melissa. He's getting a little bit on in years, and sometimes he loses track of inventory, so maybe he just missed it. You know, all, all these generic newfangled shoot-em-ups. But they do, in fact, purchase this copy of the game. Oh, boy. And then at that point, you all leave the store and you pile back into the car and then you see with your angel eyes as Buddy, who has been present and has been sort of following Tommy around like a weird dog, like turns into kind of a puddle and slurps into Tommy. And Tommy very visibly changes like his eyes and he kind of halfway grows horns on his forehead and he tries to snap the game in half, and he's having a lot of trouble with it. I have a thought. I'd love to hear it. Could I... So this is magical. Presumably created by somebody or something. Almost certainly. Could I consider this a sympathetic token? Yeah, probably. All right. So I want to use magic to... uh, I want to observe another place or time. I wanted to use this to scry on the place it came from. Does that uh, seem like a thing I can do? That definitely works, yeah. All right. I guess I'm just going to have Tommy hold it for me while I do weird magics over it. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna roll weird. I've rolled weird really well, in fact. <sighs> That's a damn. 14. Hot damn. I don't have advanced use magic. You even forgot to put on the plus one that you get for sympathetic token, I think. I did, so it should have been a 15. <laughs> Christ. Okay, well... You do in fact scry the origin point of this weird hell magic video game and it seems to be from the outside kind of a run down disused warehouse and you can get a couple of cross streets off of it yeah okay cool I'm gonna I'm going to ruin my own day by asking this question. Uh-huh. Hey, would you say that, um... This would be something that... Tr- 
triggers my temptation to know how this thing works. God, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna... I don't know, I'm gonna ask if they want me to dispose of this one, too. If you could, yes, that'd be nice. Alright. Yeah. One moment. Back to the paper shredder. I'm going to teleport to Elysium. And I'm just gonna, uh... I'm just gonna pocket this thing. For later, <laughs> you know? Alright. Mark experience. <laughs> I love it. Cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna wait a little bit. And come back. Okay, job's done. You are asked where to. I rattle off a couple cross streets. Yep. And a quick Google later, and a less quick but not long drive later, you find yourself outside of the warehouse. How do you proceed? Hmm. I feel like I've done a lot of heavy lifting so far. Let's see... Is there a window I can look in at all? Like, this warehouse yep. have a window? Cool, I'm gonna look in the window. Alright. I'm gonna look in a window and see if I can see anything. Best window is one of the high ones, so you do get a good look inside, and well, there's, there's definitely some video game disc production happening in here. Uh, in a sense. You can see, like, normal assembly lines that are, like, pressing the discs and slotting them into boxes, but also there's, like, a bunch of people in hazmat suits, like, standing around torches and canting. There's one guy who's got, like, a wavy sword, and he seems to be doing some kind of dance with it. There's a bunch of people who are, like, hopping in one foot in a circle around some sort of magic inscription on the floor. I'm gonna just look back at everyone and say, there's a bunch of people doing rituals in there and it's incredibly ridiculous. Everybody looks at each other and as one, they all say, Fay shit. Fay shit, huh? Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, uh... Like, I can get us in there, or whatever, but yeah, this is your show, so how do you want me to handle How do you want to handle this? Melissa sort of crosses her arms and, like, tilts her head, head up like she's thinking. She says, okay, so, would rather not have us all rush in there, because we don't know if all of these people are wizards or not. We don't know how dangerous they are. We don't know if they are working for somebody. So we need a scout. We actually just so happen to have, and she snaps her fingers and points at Jack, the perfect scout, if I understand. And he, like, stands up a little straighter and thumps his fist over his heart and says, I will be as silent as the night. And he just sort of, like, dissolves into a cloud of smoke that wafts into the building. And you all just kind of hang out for a bit. You know, I wasn't expecting him to, like, act like that when I first met him, but it's, like, super endearing. 
Everybody looks varying degrees of fond. <laughs> Alex comments, Yeah, it's, uh, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's real fun to be around once you actually do get used to him. Oh, he seems—he seems like a—he seems like a very nice guy. A couple minutes later, and this like wisp of smoke sort of like crawls along the ground. Jack just kind of pops out of it, full body. I need to figure out how he does that. And he like collects himself for a moment, and he declares. A score of men are led by the small mischief maker of the Fae. Everybody, like, takes a moment and translates, Oh, so, like, 20 people and there's a fairy or a pixie in there running the show? And Jack just nods. A, a fairy or a pixie, huh? Yeah, something like that. They're the, they're the mischief makers. Ash, that means you're on bug catching duty. Ash nods and rubs their hands together. Let me think of what I've got on me real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna use my hammer, not my whip. <laughs> Save the whip for the fairy, the hammer for the people, if I have to. So then Melissa turns back to Jack and asks, So, by your estimation, do you believe any of the humans in there are magically inclined themselves? And Jack just kind of, like, tilts his head and thinks, and just shakes his head. So then she says, okay, everybody, we've got about 20 civilians there, probably under some form of mind control, similar to whatever the game itself is doing. So we will be disabling them and then catching our bug. We good? And everybody nods in assent, and she looks at you, Roxanne. I nod, give a thumbs up, you know. I am mostly unfamiliar with your skill set, so I'll leave you to act in the way you think is best. Uh, a little unconventional, but I've got a hammer. And a whip. <sighs> she, she chuckles to herself and asks you, Do you also subscribe to... <laughs> Emery's school of hit it very hard and very fast and worry about it later? I mean, yeah, generally things, uh, if you, well, not in this case, but if you kill it, it can't hurt you. Yes, yes, I see why they like you so much. <gasps> Emery likes me? <laughs> <laughs> well, to work, everybody. George, if you would please do the honors of cracking this egg. And George cracks her knuckles, walks up to the front door, pulls her arm back like she's going to throw a punch, but then her hand turns into this big fuck-off dragon claw, and she just slams the doors inward. They kind of go flying with a big clatter, and now there's a bunch of shouting people inside. What do you do? Well, I mean, I feel like we're not doing, we're not going, uh, we're not being subtle about our powers here. So, uh, I'm gonna shift into my multi-eyed form and I'm gonna read a bad situation. All right. Oof. A six. 
That's six. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to ask her if there's any dangers we haven't noticed because I wanted to figure out where the ringleader was, but uh, Roxanne thinks that the ringleader probably isn't here or something. What happens is that you run inside and you like spend too long looking around and not all of the workers are engaged, so you kind of get dogpiled. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna knock some heads together then. <laughs> yeah, right. Roll kick some ass. Alright. A nine. A nine. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you're trying not to kill these randos. Yeah, I'm mostly just like... I don't know, if they have weapons or anything like that, I am maybe smacking them on the knuckles with with my hammer, not too hard, and I'm going for winding or disabling rather than uh, lethal, because I am I do have a hammer. Yeah, there's, a, there's one guy who's got a curved sword, but Melissa immediately engaged him. She has that little butterfly knife that she can flick out and turn into other weapons and she turned it into a kind of weirdly thick short sword and just disabled him immediately cool, cool, cool. so nobody is armed in any dangerous way it's just that they've got a bunch of them yeah and they they are a bunch of regular ass people so even if I had them hit you back there's no way they could get around your armor right so what now Tommy George Alex and Melissa are trying to like you disable as many as they can Jack and Ash are also looking around trying to identify where this fairy or pixie is do any of the uh, humans seem like more especially dressed than the others? Like, nope, they're all in identical hazmat suits. All right, there doesn't seem like there's a human leader then that reports to the pixie. Okay. Nope. Oh. You know what I'm going to do mm-hmm. is uh. I actually want to use magic again. Okay. I want to... Without knowing what this is, could I bar a place or portal to a specific person or a type of monster with the physio that I, I basically want to stop this thing from leaving if it's here? I don't think you could because you don't know if it's a fairy or a pixie and those are two separate species. Right. And it's a okay. specific type of creature. That's fair, and I thought I would ask. Uh, can I just try reading a bad situation again? Or investigating mystery? Absolutely, you can. Cool. Um, uh, do better this time. Seven. You do. You do one better this time. Cool. You get one. Yeah. I want to investigate a mystery. Where did it go? Okay. With enough people disabled, there are now enough ravens to occupy the remainder. So you are freed up along with Ash and Jack to scout properly. And you discover that there's a kind of like office space 
on not quite a second floor. The building isn't big enough for a second floor, but it is raised. And there is definitely a purple glow in there. All right. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's see what's in there. Like, it would seem kind of lame if I just rolled Investigate a Mystery or Read a Bad Situation again, so... Yeah. I'm gonna go. Okay. Do you point this out to the other two who are doing a scout? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I tell everybody that I... There's a weird... There's something weird glowing in the office. Bitchin'. So, the three of you charge up there and... You have preternatural speed, so you can get there first and slam open the door. There is a girl fairy there. She's definitely not a pixie because, you know, the pixie you saw was really, like... Buggish? Yeah. And while this one does sort of have antennae and insect-like wings, she has more of, like, a human skin tone and a human face and her hair doesn't look like it's made out of, like, keratin leaves or anything. This definitely is a fairy and not a pixie. Right. She's got a purple glow about her, and she just looks sort of consternated about this whole thing. (sighs) Knock, knock. She kind of raises up and puts her hands on her hips, and again in a high-pitched voice that I'm not going to do says, what do you jerks think you're doing? Um, breaking up a secretive production process for a game that is so addicting that it kills people. Well, shit, I wasn't expecting that answer. Why would you go and do a thing like that? I'm just getting what's due to me. Getting back at all those jerks. Those jerks. Yeah. Okay, what, like humans in general, or...? People who like video games more than the kind of fun stuff I like to do. Showing everyone that video games are bad and they should stop playing them. She makes a a big pouty face, like, puffing out her cheeks. Are you for real? Is this real? I am going to like, I don't know, like, I assume everyone else is here, and I'm just going to like look back and forth and be like, is this real? Most of the group is downstairs. Unfortunately, you're up here with the theater kid and the mute, so the both of them just kind of like shrug and nod, like, yes, this is real. This is how fairies are. This is the shit they get up to. Jack does in fact say, this is indeed the temperament of the mischievous fae. You know, it probably doesn't matter what I say here, but this is absurd. First of all, what what what, what is it that you like that, that that people the people that like play video games don't like exactly here? Like, I just want to get your internal logic on this. <sighs> Pranking people in the woods. <laughs> I mean, okay, but. Not everybody can be in the woods to be pranked. Some people have to be out other places, right? I mean, yes, but when people come to the woods, they just want to bury their noses in their phones taking pictures and playing video games. These stupid mobile games on their phones that they all like. Oh, were you looking up when Pokemon Go came out? Yes, it was 2016. (laughs) 
I was going to have her blame the poke demand go, but <laughs> the that doesn't demands. exist. They're all playing the, the poking mans on their Game Boys. <laughs> when parents take their kids out on camping trips, they just bury their noses in their Game Boys. I can't do anything. I can't have any fun because of all these stupid video games. See, 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 kill people. Okay, got it. Um, well, this was completely unproductive. God, you make it sound like such a big deal. It's a big deal to me, just like being able to prank people is a big deal to you. Uh... Roll me manipulate someone. Okay, can I roll weird then, since I'm rolling manipulate someone? Yes. That's Fucking a 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of like puts her hands on her cheeks and pulls down and like looks up. So she's making a real weird face. She's like, oh, fine, fine. I'll stop. Uh, if I have to. Cool. Are you like, do you live in, are you from the courts or do you live here? Like, are you just going to go back to the woods? What's the deal here? I'm going to go back to the woods. I can't be doing this because you all are going to be busting my chops about it. I'm just going to go back there and get what I can. Okay. Please try not to kill anybody then. Like, you, you just play pranks, right? Not like murder people pranks? No, not murder people pranks. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to give Jack and Ash a look and be like, Okay, is this cool then, I guess? I don't know, I'm gonna go out and like yell over the railing. I assume this is like on, on the upper floor or something. Yeah. And just yell over the railing. Um, Melissa, she gave up and she's going to go back to the woods to prank people. Is that cool? Uh, well, I'm not fond of having to solve this with killing if I don't have to. So, right. so long. Oh, make her promise three times. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta go back in. Uh, okay, I'm gonna need you to promise me that you're not going to pull anything like this again. No, nothing that gets people hurt again. Okay... I promise I'm not going to do something that's going to get people killed. Okay, promise me again. I promise I'm not going to do something that's going to get people killed. One more time. Uh, you're the worst. I promise I'm not going to do something that's going to get people killed. Okay, you're free to go. I uh, hope you find somebody to... Pull a fun prank on. I hate this pixie. Very. And then you also hear Melissa shouting from downstairs. Also ask her how to, like, undo the discs and where they all are. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you, like, tell us where these all went and how to undo it? Uh, yeah. I can tell you where they all are. That's not hard. I just, I only have like four places that I've been planting them. It's fine. 
she just like rattles off. She doesn't give you addresses because she doesn't care about addresses, but she gives you like distances and directions and landmarks. With the strange yellow, the, the building with the strange yellow lettering near the tall tower. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in order to turn them off, she like real, she's acting real put out about this. And she like leads the three of you downstairs. And at this point, all of her minions are either unconscious or they're not getting up anytime soon. She's like, okay, everybody gather in. Gotta undo this. I don't know, make a person pile. And you and all of the mid-cal people just, like, gather in, and she gets you all in a circle, and she teaches you an incantation and says you have to, like, hop on one foot in a circle while reciting it, and it'll turn the games off. Okay, okay, I'm going to... As a wizard, I I know this is either completely in line with fairy shit or complete and utter nonsense. There's no one. It might be a prank, but if it works, it works. Probably both. (laughs) So, everybody's got a look on their face like they're having the exact thought that Colin just said. (laughs) But just in case they go along with it anyways, and you all get a like two rotations in before she just starts fucking howling with laughter. She goes, no, no, it's actually fine. It's real simple. And she teaches you, like, two fey words. And then George says that over one of the discs, and, like, the the compulsion that you're feeling from it just snaps out. Huh. And, and then the fairy just fucks off. Oh. I'm going to memorize those two fey words. Yeah. And you all spend the rest of the day, like, disabling all of the discs that are in this room, and then hunting through the city to find all of the ones she already distributed and disabling them. The people who were doing this appear to have very specific amnesia about the whole affair. So you don't need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And you all wind up back at the Midcal safe house. Everybody just seemed kind of annoyed with today. Uh, well, that was something. That was indeed something. It could have been much worse. At least this one was cooperative. Yeah, uh... Hmm. I didn't want to, uh... uh, Uh, just some bad memories. At least didn't have to chase all this one in half. Hey, I whipped that. I whipped it in half, I think. The first time, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then Steiner chainsawed it in half. Alex just kind of pats you on the shoulder. So, how's about we finish up that feast? Does everybody feel good about that? 
Yeah, uh, knocking heads together works up an appetite, I guess. You all have a, a, a slightly less joyous meal after all of that bullshit you just had to deal with, but it's still a good time. Melissa does comment that you very much seem like somebody who's been hanging around Emery. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> she knows them a lot better than you guys do. Fair enough. Uh, but the end of the day rolls around and, you know, you, you don't have to feel obliged to stay here. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm going to head home and, uh, Tell everybody about my day when I, after bidding everybody farewell. Yeah, when you announce that you are going to head out, everybody, you know, comes around for handshakes and goodbyes. Ash gives you a sign that you don't know how to interpret initially, but Alex says that that's nice seeing you again. Good to see you're in good health. Yeah. George gives you another hug. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I give George a, a nice hug. And last one to come up is Jack, and he actually, like, shakes your hand. And in, in a frighteningly normal way, he just says, thanks for everything. That's the weirdest thing you've said all day. You know, Jack, you're a real enigma, but uh, it was my pleasure. He, he puffs up just a little bit and says, Darkness is my nature. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Oh, I see. I, I give him another pat on the shoulder and I just fucking teleport away. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, that was a hell of a thing. <laughs> that sure did happen. Yeah. So, three downtimes remain. And, oh, while I've got you all here, if I could have Roxanne's Boss from Beyond roll, Steiner's Visions roll. Oh, Grant's right. person with a plan role. And Colin, I want to talk to you hey, about how you think this should go. Because I, I don't know. As, as part of your event with the Wuxi Yosia, they said that you would be in a diminished capacity. How do you think that should play with your pregame role? Um... It's like on one extreme, there's just it could not happen. I could give you a penalty. I could, you know, give me some ideas here. Help me out. I, I, I feel like it would not happen until I like a couple of my level up options are like, you know, gain command of a chapter of the sect or become the leader of the sect. I feel like if I 
won't be able to roll that until I get one of those level ups. And for story purposes, I will not take those immediately because I still have a couple more I can take. Yeah, that's that. pretty good. So you can right. you can skip your order roll All right. this time and however many times until you take. Yeah, I'll just say that one of those get command of your chapter of the sect level up options will be your key to getting that move back. Um, I need to figure it. Okay, sharp. So nine. Nine. All right, so next time will be the third to last hunt before we move into the end game. Uh, it's going to be a weird one. I honestly expect this one to be done in one session. Oh, that would be a first for us, I think. Uh, aside from the nightmare hmm. news, yeah. Yeah. When I experience it. Nightmare right. thing. Uh, of note, the fauna of mirrors is your we have ticked over to another four hunts so now everybody can either take a new piece of gear or improve one that you already have i already know that colin is adding the magic tag to grant's armor yes which we have decided is going to give him bonuses to resist certain magical effects and by certain i mean ones that i think are appropriate yep I will need you to constantly ask me whether you get it or not until I just remember that it's there. Yes. I don't know if my other two players know what they want, but you've got a fortnight to figure it out if you don't. And in the meantime, folks at home, thanks for listening. This, uh... A lot of shit happened on this one. Some of it important, some of it not. But all of it, I hope, was a good time. It was. It was all important. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please be here next time. I'll miss you so bad if you're not here. I, I swear, notice. I promise. I didn't know this turned into ASMR. Good night, everybody. Good night. CBT.